Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we're going to be talking more about Justice League and all the behind-the-scenes crapple that went on. But first, I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm good. We couldn't yes, get on yes. last night because no, talk yes. she was down. Yes, bad talk show. Bad talk show. Bad, bad talk show. Okay. Yes. So we tried, we tried, we couldn't get on. <laughs> yeah, I mean the server was down for talk show. It was completely. Yeah. We couldn't even get in sideways if we wanted to. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, how many times have you seen Justice League? Three. Three. Mm, I had to just like that second time. I knew what to expect, but. Like the third time, I had to just go back and and check like things and then like bury bury it in the past. <laughs> well, I saw it twice, and that was enough. Mm, no, I saw it a third time because I had a free movie ticket that was expiring. Oh, there you go. And and it was half price day as well. Okay. So I was like, oh, might as well just go and see it, you know? Right. Sitting there alone, crying. Yeah. So last week when we talked about the film, was the petition mm. up then? The petition was just just up. It had a hundred and fifty signatures. Okay, but um, during this past week, they have mm-hmm. it slowed down today and yesterday. Because we yeah. we had yeah. 130, which was like way more than what was on Friday, like by 30,000. Yes. And today mm-hmm. it it's over 140, but it hasn't gone over 150 yet. And that's highly unusual for this thing because it's been going like bank gangbusters. Yeah, I've been checking each day because I've been retweeting that same link to the petition Mm-hmm. And I've been updating because some people are following. They think I started or what? Not me. Wasn't me. Oh, um, wasn't me. I'm not that smart. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been updating like how many numbers and like motivating. You know, saying let's get to this goal. Right. And me too. Every time I've said, every time I've said that, I was like happy because it would just meet the goal. And I was like, okay, next one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's. Currently at, let's check it while we're talking. Um, but let's see. Do, 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 where's the petition? The last time I saw it was 141 and a little bit over. Mm-hmm. Could funny. be more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I, said, when I said it was 142, I think. So let's see. That's yeah. going to retweet so much stuff. And it's been um, rewritten. So it's, you know, it's really yes, nice. Yes. And, and you know, even if you like the film, aren't you curious about what a Zack Snyder cut would look like with Junkie XL soundtrack? I mean, really? Oh, definitely. Because what I've heard is, and this has sort of been confirmed by not just Zack Snyder, but by uh, Clay Anos and, um, you know, Amy's husband mm-hmm. as well has seen a different cut. 
Right. Um, so they've seen the and other cut. They've seen the, the other cut. Now, obviously, it's rough image. It's just photography and there's no visual effects. Right. But all the visual effects sort of like what's going to happen have been added in. So, you know, you can follow the story. Um, yeah, it's 142 right now. Is that all? Jeez. Yeah. I'm going to have Warner Brothers put a kibosh on somehow. Uh, I certainly think they did put a kibosh on because a lot of Warner Brothers people have come out. A lot of the second unit who was there with Joss Whedon shooting came out. Uh, a lot of the actors whose scenes got cut came out. Um, and they all said, you know, we know what was filmed because we we were there. We've seen it. We read the scripts, those sorts of things. And they said, this is a completely different movie. And right now, Vanity Fair even just ran an article I just read before coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, even Joss Whedon's scenes were manhandled and undercut and rewritten by executives. Um, Damn. This, this, yeah, you know the opening scene with Batman? Yeah. Um, where he, where he um, gets the, the criminal and that sort of thing? It was written differently because the actor came forward who plays the criminal guy. Yeah. And he said that it was written as keeping in touch with Zack Snyder's tone, which was very snarky, uh, dry, sarcastic, witty humor that was used. And it, he says he uses the word gallows humor. So, which, you know, in dire straits, you find some sort of. Right funny thing, you know. And he said, when they shot the scene, Joss Whedon called cut on that, right? And then, the executive sees it, and he says, no, redo it. And so, Joss Whedon sent him a note with a bottle of, I think, wine or something. And he says, and he says, for the battles lost, Thank you for all your help, Joss. So even Joss Whedon went up against WB to keep Zack Snyder's vision of that that dark, grim sort of look. And he came out the loser. So well, I heard I he had honest, written that scene. He had rewritten that scene because the original scene that was you know, I told you there was this whole thing where Zack Snyder had given him, this is what you're going to write, this is what you're going to do, this is the scenes you're going to redo. Right. And he said every single note that Zack Snyder had given him, and when he, he used, now this is the actor speaking, not Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, you better. Um, <laughs> the, so the actor said he was there because he's apparently a very good friend of Joss's. And he just comes in and does um, cameos and stuff for him. Mm-hmm. And so he said, um, the scenes that Joss was rewriting from Zach's notes, executives told him, no, rewrite the scenes. So, I mean, it's literally, I don't know who the executives are that are in charge of of. DC Entertainment or whatever, but I'm blaming Kevin Suchihara because he's the only guy I can find to blame. So 
also well, Jeff John, he is the president of DC Entertainment. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna defend Jeff Johns. Go ahead. And I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. Jeff Johns, we know from personal experience over the last six years, is not a guy to confront people and yeah. tell them they're wrong. Right. He yeah, he's a guy who, when it's all blown to hell, which it's now happened. He goes in and fixes and saves things. That's what he does. Because I don't know if he likes the fact that you've done your vision and and you've completely messed it up. Now I have free reign to do my vision because when I read Doomsday Clock, I was very like, he had a lot of free reign on this. Yeah. But... Yeah, and and I, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm coming from the place that. Okay, Jeffy, what's the dealio? Now we know why New Fifty Two was the way it was because you didn't fight for anything. Mm. You didn't give pushback. Yeah. I mean, he was chief operating officer, and he did not give any pushback. About that. you can't do that to these characters. You can't take away their histories. You can't do this. He didn't say Jack. Mm. Yeah. Or did he say Jack and he was just overruled by oh. people who are more powerful than him? I mean, we know the mafia was in there. The mafia well, is getting yeah. taken out of D.C. now. Eddie Briganza has been fired update from last week. Yeah. <laughs> Grabby Eddie. <laughs> too little, Stick my thumb down your throat, too late. Yeah. yeah, too little too late, D.C. <laughs> but it's like once your laundry is all aired out, you're like, no, no, we're really going to clean it now. Oh, look, we fired Eddie. Oh, big dealio. Yeah, big deal. Um, yeah, I don't know if Jeff is just the sort of person to say, because he did that with um, Booster Gold. He did that with Justice Society, with Teen Titans. Uh, he doesn't push back. He's never been a person who fights back, or if he does fight back, mm-hmm. he just gets overruled, I think, by a lot of people. Yeah. What was that? No, I've got cook stove problems here. Okay, all right. I need to put more water in it. Okay. It must be boiling. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. um, Justice League, um, 400 days ago, when, when Justice League was announced after BVS, Um, I did not expect I would ever say this in my wildest imagination. Um, Justice League is a flop. It is certified a flop. And Um, And it's no fault of Zack Snyder. No, 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 no. It is no fault of Zack Snyder. And I think that the CGI crew who go way back with Zack... Right. Um, I think they left that upper lip horrible CGI um, in there because the scene where Clark says to Bruce, do you bleed? Yeah. Um, that was actually, I didn't notice CGI. Yeah. Uh, so they could have done a better job on that look. They just chose not to. Well, I asked you last week if it was revenge. Yeah, it, it, I think it was 
instead of revenge, I think uh, opening the eyes of the public, giving us like concrete evidence. This is a Whedon scene. This is a Zach scene. Well, see, I just uh, okay, what okay. What boggles my mind is Justice League was their their goal line, right? We want to do what right. Justice League. That's all we heard about, even before Man of Steel. We're going to do a Justice League movie. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they screw it up like this because the screw-up came from the top. Yes. Uchihara yes. giving in a yes. two-hour mandate. I mean, really? Avengers was two hours and 23 minutes. Uh, in some countries, it was two hours and uh, 30 minutes because we got extra scenes. In what? Avengers or Justice League? Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if anybody's going to have anybody to blame, it's going to be Suchahara to begin with. Now, maybe Kevin Feige's got more power at Marvel than Jeff Johns does at DC Entertainment. I think so. I definitely think so. because, And we also have to remember, Jeff Johns was literally newly appointed. But he was involved he, with Wonder Woman. I mean, he wrote some of the, the the he wrote some of the rewrites in the script, but I think you know what if if WB Warner Brothers, if you just opened your eyes, we have two um, out there theatrical cuts that Zack Snyder has given you, and that's Man of Steel and Wonder Woman, right? Right, and. Those theatrical cuts, he was produced on both of those. He wrote on Wonder Woman. Um, He was there to help Patty Jenkins film some of the scenes. You see that in the the behind-the-scenes footage. Um, And uh, the other one is Man of Steel, right? Man of Steel, the theatrical cut, was what Zack Snyder wanted to put out, right? And... There might have been a bit of interference from executives, but when it came to Batman v Superman, and especially Justice League, they interfered so much yep. that they destroyed a perfect trilogy. We could have had the new Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? We could have had the new Godfather trilogy, or whatever trilogy you hold in high esteem. We could have had that because it's there. We can see the evidence. We can see the evidence in trailers. We can see the evidence in the ultimate edition of BVS. It's all there. And they choked under pressure. And they gave everybody something that nobody wants. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. We mm-hmm. saw the trailers, right? Yeah, we were sold a different movie. <laughs> we were sold a different movie. Okay. Mm. Basically, they, they deceived the fans who yep. you know, actually watched the trailers. Yep. And they expect us to start forking out money for a film that is not the film they sold us. Yeah. And Pretty much. And, yeah. you know, that is a... Trust issue 
People are not going to trust Warner Brothers anymore. They want to talk about fuck-ups. That is the mm. biggest fuck-up they've done. And yes. you had you had a fan base who supported you. And if you if you want to see the support, look at Suicide Squad. It earned a hundred and fifty million more than all the analysts of Movie World predicted. And that was because the fans went out and watched it. And they said, and because it sticks to that whole Zack Snyder world, right? David Ayer sat down with Zack Snyder and developed all these characters. So because it sticks to that world, it's still in the same vein. You understand what I'm saying? And right. And that's why the fans went out more than once or whatever it was, bought the Blu-ray, made it a financial success because we were like, screw what the critics say. We don't care about them. We're going to go out and watch this movie. We right. did that with Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman, some miracle, you know, because everybody thought Zack Snyder wasn't involved. Gave it good marks, critically. Um, but then fans said, you know, we're going to support Justice League again. And we're going to go out and do And then we watched it and we were all like, no. What happened? <laughs> they screwed us over. This royally in the ass. It's like uh, we they can't Zack put Snyder down. over. They they screwed Junkie XL over. They screwed the fans over. And and we're supposed to kiss their ass for this? No, I don't think so. Here's the other thing. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Okay. Also, the cast and crew they screwed everybody yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah. Sujahara and his henchmen is all I can say. Mm. Okay, they wanted to take out the no man's land scene in Wonder Woman. <laughs> Honey, that's when I started crying. That's when everybody in the theater that I watched it in cheered and got behind Wonder Woman. Yeah. If that was in if that was not in there, no one would know what her motivations are, whether you back this character or anything. So I mean that is that was her hero moment. I was just about to say yeah. that. Yeah, that's her he- hero-defining moment. It oh. literally just won on Twitter the best movie scene of 2017. So if I don't know what glue they're sniffing or whatever, but that's stupid. And if Jenkins fought against that, and she, you know, it was in the movie, in the theater cut. Yeah. Now, yeah. Suicide Squad. I've only seen the extended cut, and I guess they cut quite a bit of the Joker out. A it, ton. In the theater. A ton. Yes. Uh, uh, hello? They some, yeah. They cut so much out of the Joker and Holly, it's not even funny. And I'm not a fan of them, right? I'm not a fan of, of the Joker and Holly. Right. But you need that in this type of movie to establish these character motivations because it's a very different Joker that we've seen. This is golden age gangster Joker, right? Right. And you need to know why is Harley Quinn so important, right? Right. And they literally cut out every single moment where Jared Leto's Joker basically brainwashes this character. And you see the the maniacal um, 
you know, mastermind, that the joke is not actually just all chaos and that sort of thing, that he's actually kind of cunning and sly. And that's why he can always one-up Batman. Right. Is because he, he is a match mentally, especially the Golden Age Joker, who was not all gags and, and funny things, you know. Right. He was a proper mobster gangster. Before the 60s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, before the 60s. He was, he was a proper, you know, threat to Batman mentally on a mental level. And that's uh, and because Batman had to solve crimes and those sorts of things. But anyway, um, so that's the Joker that was developed here. Is Because when you watch the extended cut, you see that. You see that back and forth between him and Harley. And you see that back and forth between um, how it's going to play with Batman. Right. right. And... When I watched the the um, theatrical cut, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, you know, they hired Jared Leto, Oscar winner, and they only have him in like five, ten minutes of the movie, if right. that. You mean theatrical cut? The theatrical. Then I see yeah. the extended cut, and I'm like, dude, why'd you cut all these those guys' scenes? Right. <laughs> and, I remember Leto yeah. coming out and saying, hey, I had at least ten more, ten more minutes of scenes. I, I remember Jared Leto came out and said he gave them so much of content in all that he said on the cutting room floor is a Joker movie. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. So then we go to so. Batman versus Superman. Theatrical cut. Suck us. Pretty much. Because it was like, where's Clark? Where's Clark Kent? Mm. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't get that till the Ultimate Edition, which was, uh, you know, the... Other cut. One of one of the best movies ever made. It, just putting it out there. Ultimate edition BVS. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh, your entire business is based on your theatrical cut. Whether mm. a a film makes it or breaks it, it's based on the box office and critics. Okay, if you yep. put out shit in your theatrical cut, then you're gonna get. Shit it back. Why not put your best foot forward? That's what we were counting on. We thought, okay, they've learned the lesson after Batman versus Superman. They're going to give us a good theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave Zack Snyder alone in the editing room right. and let him give us the version he wants to show us. Yes. Yeah. And according nope. to <laughs> most of the things that I've read, he said, oh, well, Zach turned in his cut, but it was unwatchable. How is that even possible when the scenes we saw in the trailers that weren't in the freaking film were awesome? We're saying, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to yeah. see that. And they were lighter in tone. I mean, you've got Wonder Woman looking at Bruce like he said no, right? Yeah, he said no. Mm. Okay, that's lighter. That's not, okay, that is how the humor in a DC universe should go, okay? Yeah. See, my thing is, is that I was expecting, okay, this is the supposedly the third movie in the trilogy. I'm expecting close, it, you know, Zach's stuff is very epic, very, and it takes, you know, he takes you on an emotional journey. It's not chopped up, so you can't. And I was expecting, I compared it to Shakespeare. Okay, Shakespeare has mm. tragedy, Shakespeare has comedy. 
sometimes he intermingles, but he has history, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so if you compare the DC Universe to Shakespeare plays, you know, there's a huge variety there to choose from, you know. And even Michael Shank said that when he played Hawkman on Smallville, that it was like being in a Shakespearean play. It's that has that weight to it, that gravitas. And, you know, you have to stay, you have to have the integrity of these characters to uphold. So, but when I saw Justice League, I saw Benny Hill. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't sign up for Benny Hill when I'm expecting Shakespeare, okay? I mean, flat, you know, we talked about this, the doubles used for the Flash dives into Wonder Woman's boob scene. Mm. You know, and that's deceitful. It is, yeah. You and know, the whole broad yeah. thing is basically the Avengers trauma crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Completely agree with you. And it, if you go back and if you look at... um Gal Gadot especially mm-hmm. because she's a very, she's a very expression you know uh, she can't hide what she's feeling right right um and I think she allows herself to be very uh, filled with expression because you know because of the language barrier that she does face a little um and if you look at the interviews right. Right. Every single interview is going great, and then somebody will ask her about Joss Whedon. Right. And her entire body language. I'm not just talking about her face. I'm talking about her shoulders droop. And she, you know she's got that perfect posture, right? Her shoulders droop. Her she crosses her legs. You know she she knots her hair, her fingers together, and she's like fiddling with it. And she's she's not looking at the interviewer anymore. You know she's not right. engaging with people. And it's it's clear that the cast had a problem with it, especially Gal, because of what he put Wonder Woman through. Um, and uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with the the movie, but Gal's been posting a lot of uh, pictures on Instagram where she's not wearing any makeup and she's been encouraging people to go very natural. Right. So, and you know, I, I mentioned that after the first viewing, I had a big problem with that. Right. And, um, because it's so jarring. Yeah. She's got the red lipstick and the, you know, a lot more makeup and anytime her butt is in view, the camera zooms in on it. Hello? Did we lose yeah, that? Uh, yeah, uh, no, no, I'm here just talking to my mom. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I had a big problem with that because you see the difference, right? She's got a nude look in one in one scene and then a bright red one in two seconds later. Right. And, and, and also her hair is more volumized and poofy. Right. Uh... It, it it was just so, for me, I noticed it straight away because, you know, I'd gone in just watching Wonder Woman and BVS, and it's a very different look. It's it's so it, it's so jarring that even on my first viewing, I said something's up there, you know, 
I was like, why, why is her makeup so popping over here and not in the scene? Right. So, and I had a big problem with that because you've established a Wonder Woman, and Gal's a pretty person. You know, you've established a person who is no fuss, no huss sort of thing. They did the same thing with Lois in oh, Man of Steel, right? And and then they did the same thing in the Joss Whedon scenes here, right? In Man of Steel and in BVS, Lois is basically the hero of both, both storylines. Right. Um, and in Justice League, they called her thirsty. Maquette. What makes it worse? Maquette called her thirsty because Clark told her. And exactly. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. And not only does it diminish Lois, Maquette, it diminishes Clark as, yes. as a gentleman. Yes. And so in, in one line, you ruined three characters. Yes. And to have her just doing puff pieces. Seriously, it's like what they did to Jane in Thor. You know? Yeah, yeah. If I want to go see a Marvel movie, I'll go see a Marvel movie. I want to see a DC film. I don't yeah. want to see a Schwarmed DC <laughs> film. I want to see a real DC film, especially if it was in the trailers that we were going to get one. Yeah, and. I mean, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Zack Snyder had Amy Adams do scenes. So there's somewhere in the cutting room, right? Because Amy Adams don't need no VFX, right? Right. Um, he had to do an investigative story, right, where she was actually trying so, do you remember the comic that came out for BVS where she was hunting down Kryptonian technology that was yes. being sold on the black market? Yeah. It was going to tie into that, right? Right. Where she was hunting down Kryptonian knowledge now to try and bring back Clark. Right. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm reading this, right, which is confirmed by not just one or two, but number of sources, right? Right. And... I'm sitting there and I'm saying, well, this is why Amy Adams didn't show up at the premiere. Why would she bother? She was in all, like, five whole scenes. You know, she she was basically just used yeah. and abused in the movie. And yep. you don't do that to an actress of the caliber of Amy Adams playing an iconic character right. like Lois Lane. Exactly. Okay. One of the one of the biggest sites that hates Lois, that hates and and supports the foreman's, right? Right. Did such a great write up on Lois Lane's character for the DCEU in expecting what to expect for Justice League, right? Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, so these haters of this character can do a better write-up and have more respect for the character than Joss Whedon and WB, who are the guardians of this character. And I'm sitting there and thinking, this is why we don't have Lois merchandise, is because 
WB, who controls the rights to the Superman character and the Superman family, yep. don't just don't give a damn about her. Well, and yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think any woman in the film was was uplifted, was, you know, made a hero. Even Wonder Woman, I mean, we've talked about her makeup and, you know, you know, Flash has to fall into her boobs and Aquaman goes, you're gorgeous. You know, okay, Aquaman, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, I mean, Lois suffered, Ma Kent suffered, Wonder Woman suffered, and Iris, oh, and Mira, I'm sure there was more more of Mira in the film. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was apparently this entire underwater scene where um, William Defoe's character Volko. Right. Um, he's actually Volko is like the head of the god, to put lightly, right? Right. Um, and so is Mira. Red Mira is the head of the queen's god, so she guards um, uh. Aquaman's mother, can't remember her name right now. Queen Atlanta, I think. Alana, yeah. Alana, something like that. Um, so basically it's when he's getting his armor, right? Um, she takes him to the vault where Volko then takes him through Atlantean history and how they tie into this epic war with Steppenwolf. Um the guy, the actor who played Zeus, right? Right. He comes forward and he posts a picture of him with uh, Ares and Athena because they're the gods that came to fight. Right. And uh, he posts the picture and he says, yeah, I filmed for three weeks and had five seconds worth of scene. And he says, so he's also basically, conf- and he also supports the petition, just by the way. Right. Um. So he came forward, his scenes were cut. He said that the history lesson was one of, and this is like complete with VFX because they saw the scenes because they were in it. Right. Um, he said it's one of the most epic things and he hopes other people get to see it. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just sitting here and I'm saying, well, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, so a hundred and almost fifty thousand people, right? We're getting there. Have signed within a week, saying, "WB, you messed up. You screwed up, right?" It's made international news because it's on the news here in South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made such big headlines that Marvel creators like Rob Liefeld have come forward and said, yeah, we want to see the Zack Snyder cut. You have Rob Liefeld, probably the most sexist drawer in the entire artist, in the entire industry. He's Mr. Marvel, okay? He has a Marvel, I'm not even kidding, he has a Marvel tattoo on his bicep, right? And he has come forward and said, I do not accept your Marvel version of Justice League. I want to see the DC version. Right, the right. stuff he said, and and he tore Zack Snyder a new one for Man of Steel and BVS. Right, he was like, "This ain't Superman. This ain't Batman. This ain't the right." He's like, "Who's this Joker? Look like Lex Luthor." 
Um, and he he ripped Man of Steel to shreds. And he came forward and said, this is one of the most complex takes on the Superman character. And I feel fans were shortchanged. Oh, yeah. So if Rob Liefeld came forward and said that, I'm, Warner Brothers, get get your head in the game, okay? You messed up royally. You need to go now on a tour of apology. I hope that y'all have a plan and a bloody good one for this Ace Comic Con coming up because fans are going angry. Well, here's the thing. Um, there's so many things. Mm. Iris West was cut. All of Barry's yes. and Iris's relationship scenes cut. Another person of color. Cyborg's mm-hmm. mom cut. Another person of color. What does that tell you? WB doesn't oh, like females. Don't like females. Don't like females of color. Don't like strong females. Because right. the scenes that I, I've actually seen with Iris in there. Uh-huh. Uh, because somebody's leaked them. Uh, yeah, WB, you can try and run and take them all off YouTube. Guess what? We send links to each other. We we Dropbox it to each other. So, anyway. Well, um, we have a guest number five in the chat room who says, I was cut. guest number five. Uh, he said, I was cut too. Could you explain a little further what you mean by that? Okay. All right. Okay. Were you in the movie? Well, he can explain that. Oh, were you cut up? Were you cut up about yeah, the cut? Whichever. <laughs> That's what I want to find out. Oh, it's Wendy Sue. Ah-ha! You silly girl. Wendy Sue. Yeah, I was... Uh, she got well, us. And she got us. thing. They totally, Warner Brothers totally let us down and deceived us. Mm. Yeah. Now, they have nobody to blame but themselves. And so then it kind of makes you wonder, did they want Justice League to see it at all? At this point in time, I'm going to say that the Warner Brothers executives, because I've dealt with the DC people, and I think it's the same vein of thinking. Right. Um, they think that they're so untouchable, that they're, they're, their ideas are so good, and we are just blind to the fact that this is greatness, right? And they need to get one thing into their head. Leave Marvel at the door because this is DC Comics, Yep. Not Marvel. Yep. DC Comics fans are possessive. We will fight till our last breath. We defend our characters. And we will call you out on your bullshit, Warner Brothers. So, learn from the New 52 and the ruckus and the calamity that was caused there. And get your act together. And go and fix everything. Because you need to go on an apology tour. You know what really stinks? You know what really, really annoys me? Right. Is that stupid WB Twitter account is promoting this movie with cut scenes. Yeah. It, 
they literally just posted a video thing, right, or like a 30-second trailer clip without Lois's line in the movie. The line that's in the trailer, the 30-second thing, is not in the movie, and they're promoting it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm tweeting them, and I'm Instagramming them, and I'm telling them, stop promoting the movie with cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, because it's deceitful. It's, it's downright lying. No. It's, it's like, come see this cool Zack Snyder flash scene. Nope. Gotcha. Here's the thing. Basically, WB is saying that the standard is Marvel. Uh-huh. No, WB. DC could stand on its own and surpass Marvel if you would just let it. It has been surpassing Marvel. That's the thing I don't get, right? Man of Steel, f- four years ago, right? Four years ago, made more money than a Marvel movie is making today. Right. And that's taking into account inflation, all those things. Right? Man of Steel was released very limited on IMAX um, because I remember South Africa did a re-release of Man of Steel when we eventually got IMAX all over. And the thing is, I don't understand why Warner Brothers is doubting themselves because Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, all four of these movies, even though they weren't perfect, right, made more money than any stinking Marvel movie. So, what up, Warner Brothers? You're making money. You don't need critics, right? Am I right, Holly? Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I went through the Warner Brothers uh, film catalogs of movies mm-hmm. that are based on books. Because Justice League is based on books, okay? Yep. Lord of the Rings. How long were each one of those? So long. And you felt it because they were walking in all of those movies. Like three hours each. Yeah. And... Uh, Harry Potter films. How long are those? Almost all. Okay, every single one was over two and a half hours. Um... And all about three or four were about three hours. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the last one was long. It was three hours long. And Sutra Hara is like, eh, it's going to have to be two hours. What are you, mad? Are yeah. you on dope or uh, something? What the hell? I don't know. I, I honestly want to, want to, like, find Kevin Sutra Hara's email or I don't know address and phone number and just I just want to ask him what were you thinking because it's so mind-boggling to me. It's like how do you f it up this bad? How? And you know what, Holly? All these movies you just named, right? I'm gonna add to that. Godzilla, right? Right. Um. Let's just think of Warner Brothers movies that have come out, right? They're dark. They're grim, right? They're, they're not happy, la 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 Disney movies, right? Right. 
they deal with PTSD, with, um, you know, soldiers that are going into a battle scene. Godzilla dealt with uh, destruction in cities, right? Um, they, I mean, they basically just copied Man of Steel. Um, it's, it's, and I look at it and I'm saying, okay, so you have a style, right? Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, they're all very dark movies. They deal with dark magic, with, with uh, people being possessed and, and fighting off evil and those sorts of things. It's dark, right? Right. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, right, you've got a style, right? The Dark Knight trilogy did well in the style. Man of Steel did well. BVS did well. Even Wonder Woman is a dark movie because it is set in World War One. It is a very painful time. Right. Suicide Squad is a very grim movie because you're dealing with all these people and Psycho. their mental issues. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You're dealing with psychopaths, but you have to make them likable. So it's kind of twisted, right? Right. Not kind of. It is twisted. Right. And and you have a style, and then you say, no, we're going to change this. We're going to do completely different. We're going to do a Marvel movie. Yeah. Because Marvel's Ooh. the standard, and, and we want to yeah. be like Marvel. And I'm like, have you seen the Marvel movies recently? They're going dark. They're following DC. They're like, hey, w- let's do Civil War. Let's break up the people. Hey, let's do... Infinity, everybody's going to have an issue there, right? Right. And why would you, who did not slap Kevin Suchihara when they needed to, Jeff Johnson looking at you? Yeah. Um, or like, I don't know, lock him up in a room somewhere, something, if he, if he was on his period and he was going mad, I don't know. Why didn't somebody stop him? It's right. like, you cannot be all powerful. Even a CEO is answerable to somebody. He's not a filmmaker. I know. And and the thing is, people people love the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman. Even critics, even yeah. even the harshest critics were like, "This is a good movie. They should have released this version." Right. So Kevin Suchihara, I hope your head rolls. I hope you lose your job. Uh, I yeah, I I never want to see you announcing another DC movie ever again. Right. Um, because let's listen to all the people that are saying DC is finished. Blah blah blah. It's not. The the train has left the building. It's too late to call it back. Shazam is in production. Um, Aquaman. The direct Aquaman almost finished. Right, right. Um, and that's going to be in the horror genre because that's what James Wan does. He right. he does horror films, right? right? Uh, so if that's not scary and dark and grim, you know, is something wrong there? Right. Uh, you know, and the guy that's doing Shazam is kind of twisted, but in like a good way. Like, uh, you know, he he's like. Not evil, but he's he's got a bit of darkness to him, which is good. Everybody should have a balance, right? And he said, you know, this is about a boy turning into 
a superhero. Right. And then he has to go up against one of the mightiest forces in the galaxy. If you think there's not going to be any destruction or people bleeding or the broken broken bones or something, right. you're out of your mind, right? So, yeah, you, you know, um, I hope Batgirl stops production oh because yeah. one never sees the light of day. Right, because you don't. Let, let me be honest. You don't need a bad girl movie. You need a Birds of Prey movie. I'm just gonna say that. Well, and Whedon, seriously, the way he treats women <laughs> on screen and off. Jeff Johns, as as a feminist, I know you're 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 a feminist because all your female characters are written pretty darn well. Um, they're some of my favorites, right? Right. Why? Why? Why are you letting the scumbag in today's day and age when scumbags are being called out, right? Why are you letting get, getting away with this? Right. Stop him. Stop him. If he comes into the office, get a restraining order or something. Yeah. What does he know about Sutahara that he gets the, the gig, gets to keep the gig? I have no idea because, I mean, he left Marvel on bad terms. Yep. Right? So why would you... Go and pick up if D if Disney if Disney the the black hole of of corruption that is Disney said to Whedon you're too corrupt and too dark and too messed up for us we don't want you why right. Warner Brothers did you pick him up we don't need Disney scraps you, you don't go picking up leftovers right okay leftover shawarma is not good it's bad. Yeah. 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 I um. Well, that, I'm, I, that did not sound good at all. It sounded like you fell down the stairs. <laughs> no. Ah, oh, but at least I know where it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kimmy and <laughs> Sorry, I have nicknamed Kimmy and I have na- nicknamed Joss Whedon the weed that needs to be taken out of the yeah. Garden of Eden. Yeah. That is the DCEU. So. Yeah. Yeah. Take him out. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> right. And, you know, um, people go to superhero movies, especially a Justice League film. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so you got Batman in the opening scene, right? Yep. He says to the guy, uh, the guy says, where do you want me? Which I thought was a strange line. I'm like, what the hell? And he says, fear. Okay. How did super, oh, sorry, Batman know? That the parademons fed off fear, and how long have they known? And how long have these scout parademons been showing up? I mean, seriously. Mhm. Yep. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Justice League Origins movie that's based on the New Fifty Two explained it better. I can't see. You see what you make me do, Joss Whedon and WB and Kevin Sujara. You see what you make me do. I complimented the New Fifty Two. Thank you. Thank you. And then, you know, there's the whole Clark thing. Clark Kent, okay? Superman's back, but how is Clark Kent back? Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for Henry Cavill's... Henry Cavill, in interviews, uh, if you read Rebirth comics, you know exactly what's going to happen. And I'm like, uh, okay, so Mixie's showing up, and then we sit there, and then we just hear Lois Lane saying, blah, 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 light, 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 dark, dark, dark. 
fight, 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 courage, courage, something, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, oh, look, up in the sky. And I'm like, um, uh, how how is Clark Kent back? Now, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, the after credit scene will cover it. No, 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 no. So we get no answers to that? Okay, all right. Apparently not. And I'm just thinking, Zack Snyder's sitting in Hawaii, relaxing, but probably cursing the day. He's like probably saying, I had such a better story. <laughs> Mine was so good. Well, do you think that um, that any of that, um, what am I thinking of? Okay, so we know that Zach, uh, you know, his daughter died, but he still worked mm-hmm. through to the end, so he turned yes. in the cut. How yep. much flack was he getting in the meantime? Where he just like, screw it, do what you want. I think he, I, I, you know, I honestly want to say I think he's fed up, but I know he's not fed up because he's working on Wonder Woman. Right. And from what I've heard is that he's going to take a little break, do an independent movie uh, that sort of, you know, um, is a tribute to his daughter. Right. Uh, I mean, okay, WB is so cold and so, they, they treat Zach like such trash they didn't have even a tribute or or for Autumn Snyder in the in the credits or in the opening. Even though okay. the first script was called Autumn, wasn't it? Exactly, it was called Autumn's uh, Summer or something. Right. You know, it, it, it that was the code name. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, geez, you know, I hope these people, you know, get what's coming to them. Right. And you know, karma and kismet is a horrible combination, and I hope they just go after them because it, it, what they did to this man who has given them a decade of his life, right? Right. What they did to him is just unspeakably cruel, and it's it just, you know, ironic that the song that plays in the beginning of the movie, as everybody knows, right. that the you know, dice are loaded, everybody knows the good guys lost. I cried when I heard that song now because now I get it. Right. And it's just, yeah, what I, yeah, it's just horrible. And I know, I want to, I hope Zack Snyder's like smart and says, I'm not doing this anymore because you guys treat me like crap. Right. But I know he's coming back for Wonder Woman, so I know he hasn't given up. And I'm like, wow, you know, that that takes some 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 stronger steel that he's made out of. Well, the thing about it is, is that since they're screwing up Justice League, okay, so they cut Aquaman scenes, so that mm-hmm. affects the Aquaman movie. Yes. They're cutting. They cut Cyborg's origin. We don't know what's going to happen to him. They mm-hmm. cut Barry's Iris scenes. And his origin. Because his they origin. did the whole... Oh, did yeah. they? Did they do the lightning they strike? They did the whole lightning strike in the in the basement of his... So they did sort of like Wally's origins where he's mixing chemicals in his basement. Oh, okay. 
and then he gets struck by lightning because he's not working in the CSI. Um, yeah, and apparently, apparently, I don't know, Zack Snyder wanted him to be working in the CSI, but sort of with no ambition, uh, or not no ambition, going around in circles mm-hmm. because he can't, he can't get that one clue that he needs to break the case. So he's going around in circles. But then Joss Whedon changed it and he said, no, it'll be better if he gets a job at the end. And I'm like, okay, so you made him Ant-Man. Because that's literally Ant-Man. Ant-Man oh, can't that keep a job. Ant-Man? Yeah, Ant-Man is a scientist. Oh, he makes a suit for himself. Um, right. He can't keep a job, so he can't keep his family. So he, he's lost contact with his daughter, that sort of thing. Right. And then at the end of the movie, it's because he's now a hero and, you know, he, he met the Avengers and those sorts of things. He's inspired. So he gets a job. And I'm like, this is literally Joss Whedon rehashing the Avengers or Joss Whedon and Kevin Suchihara. They watched all the Avengers movies and they said, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do right. this. Well, that's worked before. This has worked before. It'll work again. No. But we can't have shawarma, so let's do brunch. Yeah, let's do brunch. And they're going, what are you babbling on about, Barry? Yeah. What is that all about? What's brunch all about? I was like, brunch? Okay. For people that get up late, Barry. I don't understand. So, I watched, (laughs) oh, Wendy says, Whedon sucks, can't stand the prick. I totally understand Uh, that comment. uh, 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 Let's get t-shirts, Wendy Sue. (laughs) Get the t-shirt. Okay, so while I was watching it the second time, Mm -hmm. you know, the you smell good line? Yeah, yep. So I got this idea in my head. I was trying to, you know, redeem the damn thing. Yeah. Parademons smell fear. Okay. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, then they eat people. Although, except for mm-hmm. the one Russian family throughout the film who were scared out of their butts and they never even attacked them ever. You know, I give zero fucks about that Russian. I'm so sorry for swearing. I give zero about that well, Russian know, family. But, but, but it was established that if you were fearful, then the parademons would come after you. It even ended Except that if you're way. Russian. Well, Except it, if you're Russian. Wolf, who was fearful, got, you know, had the parademons attack him. That was the big, you know, oh, look, the parademons are. But, but Lois. You know, the line would have been better if she says, oh, I, you smell good. You smell like hope. That would uh, I mean, that would, <laughs> like, completely redeem that line. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I found another redeeming quality of it. it. I think it was somehow Clark flirting with her. Right. Um, because it is a very... Um, Amy and Henry, if you watch them, if you watch them very closely, they're very comfortable with each other now. Yeah. I think after oh, yeah. seven years, seven years of knowing each other, right? Um, and he, he, I don't think they're acting anymore. But anyway, 
he does the whole boyfriend thing. Like, she extends her hand and he, like, sways to her and he's, like, following her and he's grabbing her butt. And I'm like, I, I, I think, I just write it off as, I think it's him flirting with her. Like, yeah, right. Did I, like, but he should have delivered it, like, oh, did I not before love? You know, something like that. Like, a bit more suave. Right. And, uh, you know, Want to take a sniff again? I don't know. I don't write suave. I write cheesy as well. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I'm just I'm just upset that we didn't get that one close scene, you know. And yeah, I went back and I checked it. I went back and I checked it. It's thirty seconds. Yeah, that's how long it is. Right. They could have cut the Russian girl getting her her spray can of insecticide or whatever. Oh, but we got to and see the yuck, yuck humor. Benny Hill. Funny, funny. Yeah, yeah. I uh, equated it to, I don't know if you ever watched the show Faulty Towers. Oh, yeah. Um, Basil. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Basil. Uh, and I, I equated it to Faulty Towers because I always felt it was so, like, over the top, right? Humor. It's like, but then sometimes you would get subtle humor. Um, I enjoy Faulty Towers. Uh, but it, you watch it because it's an over-the-top comedy. Right. Right? Right. And I didn't want to watch Justice League, the over-the-top comedy. Right. I wanted to watch Justice League. The world is in peril. You know, the world is without hope. Right. How? How are these people going to save the world? Right. And, yeah, somebody said on Twitter, and I completely agree, because this is how I can, this is how I sum up my feelings. The scenes you love, you love forever. You'll adore. Right. The scenes you hate, you will loathe. And unfortunately, I think the loathing sometimes overpowers the love. And... Like, if Justice League was just the resurrection scene of Clark, right. then it'd be okay. Well, yeah, but the thing about it is is that Justice League was supposed to be better than it was. They sold it to us as it was better than it was. They said, yeah, oh, they here's sold the, us a, yeah. Here's the yeah, they scenes. sold us a hit. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's, well, here's uh, Wonder Woman and Batman Finally realizing, you know, they're the head of this team, but then you've got, um, and they if they know each other, but then they got to go find out people they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then Lois and Clark, the whole ring thing, which was supposed to remind us of Batman v Superman, Clark mm-hmm. wanted to propose to Lois. I don't know if he decided to do that after he told his mother that she was thirsty a bajillion times. Or it, it was supposed to come full circle. Right. Get it? It's a ring. Get it, people? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, after seeing Justice League, I was mm. like, there was another film back in the 30s that was based yeah. on a book. That they spent years fi- trying to find the lead act, you know, the lead female lead in, and she was not exactly a feminist. 
Mm-hmm. And they finally found her. They had three directors on that film, I think, by the time they got done. Mm-hmm. And some of the directors were more women's directors, and some right. were not. Mm-hmm. But if you had changed, they did not radically change from the book at all. It is the longest right. film, American <laughs> film, 238 minutes. Do the math. That's almost wow. four hours. Oh. It's My called God. Gone with the Wind. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, never mind. Okay. And hello? I didn't want four hours of film, but I sure the hell didn't want two hours of Benny Hill humor and scenes that never appeared in this movie that I was told was in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, here's the thing. Josh Weeding doing Batgirl? I'm not seeing Batgirl. Forget it. Yeah. Now this and, and and that's that's a shame because we're huge fans of the character. Right. And here's no. The- I love I love Barbara Gordon, and but I will protest that movie like I do all Marvel movies. Why would they do a Batgirl movie with Josh Whedon, who basically dollied up Wonder Woman and had Flash fall into her boobs, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and what he did with the Black Widow in the Marvel movies, they're letting him yeah. take care of Batgirl, and then I guess he's doing casting couch stuff with at least one actress, right? Yeah, yeah, one actress came forward, yeah. Why? Why do Batgirl? I mean, obviously, you don't like women, Warner Brothers. You took every single female character in Justice League and either made them, uh, I don't know, thirst for attention chicks, and uh, my son says you're a hoe bag or whatever, and, uh, you know, or the moms don't show up at all, the girlfriends don't show up at all. Yeah, you're either not important enough or just not important. Right. I mean, it takes a special kind of, of stupid to mess up Wonder Woman after she's just rocked the summer box office. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It it, it takes a special kind of. Dumb and can we talk about that. the reshoot for Wonder Woman? Gal was ma- majorly pregnant. Yeah. You couldn't tell in the in the the scenes they shot. The same V effects team. So, yeah. Yeah. If they can take out a pregnant belly. They can take out Henry Cavill's mustache, yeah, which they didn't, and yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, what they did, some, they also took yeah, out yeah. half his face. I mean, half his, yeah, or his lips look puffy because you saw the mustache, you know, was flesh colored, and so he's like, why is his mouth puffy? Yeah, it looked like um, Henry Cavill's face was hit with a frying pan. Yeah. Uh, which is not a good look. No. Um, and yeah, but but you know, let's get off the mustache because uh, then I'm just gonna go on to on to Tom Cruise. 
who got injured and Henry Cavill could have shaved, but, you know, I'm glad he didn't because now we know exactly which scenes were reshot. Um, I mean, some of them were good because it's Henry Cavill who has such a love for the character pulling off the the the, the lines. Like, right. you know, uh, Steppenwolf is like, you want to know the truth, you can't handle the truth, and whatever. And Superman's like, oh, I like the truth. I'm also but a fan I'm also, of but, uh, but I'm a big fan of justice, too. And you're like, if it was anybody else, it would be too corny. It, I... Like, it wouldn't fit with Tom Willing Superman. You know, you'd be like, hey? What are you doing? It, it, what <laughs> happened, Tom? <laughs> You know, maybe Dean Cain, if it was him. Uh, but, like, even Christopher Reeve would have, yeah. would have had a hard time pulling yeah, that Yeah, and I don't off. think Dick Donner would have done that. So, you know, I... I mean, if Dick Donner didn't pull that amount of cheese... Right. Why? Why did you, Joss Whedon? You know, Superman's not that that, that corny. He may come from uh, the cornfields. Yeah. But he, uh, he ain't that corny. So, you know, John said that the the movies were going to be give us um we're going to be optimistic, optimistic and hopeful and be fun, okay? Mm. So, I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, Man of Steel 2 should be coming out in June 2018. Am I hopeful it actually is going to happen? Am I optimistic that it's going to be good? Uh, no. And if they I... if they miss Superman's <laughs> 80th anniversary, then they are a bigger fail than well, they're just I mean they just close up shop. Yeah, I am am worried about Man of Steel too, mm-hmm. um, because I know the the director that they picked, um, Matthew Vaughn. Right. Is is he doesn't um, do justice to female characters? Oh, great. Yeah, um, I've I've watched Kingsman one and two, and it's yeah it, he does great action, great right you know guy scenes right, right. Um, but his female characters have no personality, and I don't know if that's because of Kingsman and their storyline because it's based on a book right. Or if it's his choice, because I know he wasn't involved with any of the writing. Right. Right? So I don't know, because I have, I've only seen two movies that he's made. Um, I'm hoping that he was called in to do action and fight scenes and all that, because he can great action scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that somewhere, somehow... All that footage of Amy Adams investigating or, 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 you know, Henry Cavill saying, you know, he he did Clark Kent and we don't get to see it. Um, I'm hoping somewhere, somehow, that was actually Man of Steel 2 being filmed simultaneously, like what they did with Lord of the Rings. Right. You know, and the last Harry Potter movie. And I'm, I'm hoping somewhere... Somehow, they Zack Snyder actually did film like maybe thirty, you know, like two thirds of the film. Right. And and they're just calling in Matthew Vaughn to come and do some like third act action scenes, you right. know, big fight, blah blah blah. Right. Where it doesn't really matter because 
yeah. yeah. Um, if they mess it up this <laughs> badly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even me, I'm I'm still hopeful for Man of Steel too. I really am. Do you think they're actually um, going to announce it in a couple of weeks, or why else would they have Henry Cavill in the entire cast of Justice League is going to be there? Henry Cavill is the headline of the show, right? And uh, yeah, and but after seeing Justice League, I'm like, I don't know anymore. Yeah, I'm hoping that somewhere along the line, Justice League got sort of steamrolled in the whole shift of power because there were people on the top that were taken out. Um, And it was during, you know, after Justice League had wrapped and they were doing post-production. Right. That that there was this whole shakeup at Warner Brothers. So I'm hoping somewhere, somehow... Lord, please, please, you can't, we, I I don't, I did not do anything this bad in a right. past life to deserve this. Right. Um, Zack Snyder is such a care, kind and caring person. He, you can't do this to him. Um, somewhere, somehow, there has to be a silver lining to this horrible dark cloud of Justice League. Right. And I'm just praying very hard for that. <laughs> Like, I don't want anything else for Christmas, Santa. Please. Just make it good again. So, didn't you have an announcement for your birthday on some movie thing? I did. I don't know, did you? I, you I, know, on my but- I know on my birthday they just announced that uh, Superwoman was being cancelled, and I was so happy. Oh, I was okay. like, everything is... I was like, everything is happening... You know, I'm getting a Justice League movie in one month. <laughs> Superwoman is cancelled. Right. I was like, finally, I can sleep without waking up in the middle of the night with a nightmare. Right. Now I wake up and all I see is Henry Cavill's mustache face. Yes, ma'am. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> that was so creepy, though. It was so creepy. And apparently they also whitened his teeth. Digitally. Why? And I don't know. I don't know. And it it looks bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I'm I'm still hopeful that somewhere somehow it's going to turn around. I refuse. I refuse to believe Jeff Johns, the man that has brought me some of my favorite storylines. One of my favorite Superman storylines is Secret Origins because right. Cock is not happy-go-lucky. He goes through so much of trauma as a child, right? Right. And he goes through so much of trauma as an adult, right? He, he literally is looking at Lois and saying, why would people want to hurt me when they find out about the kryptonite and, and Metello is there? Right. And she says, because they're afraid of you and they don't understand what they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading Secret Origins and I'm saying, I refuse to believe the man that brought me this, right? Right. And Rebirth, for example, Hope, Optimism, Heart, that gave me Hope, Optimism, Heart. Um, I refuse to believe that guy 
gave me yes, ma'am, and I don't mind yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah, it's kind I of a mind the, thing, but I might. Oh, you smell nice. Yeah. Did I not before? Uh, you know, or any of the or the boob drop, whatever, whatever you want to do. You touch it up, Wonder Woman. I refuse to believe that guy. They well, gave us all these good comics messed up. Well, he even that. wrote in the art book that Lois was only doing puff pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, I'm just at a loss of words for how did they all F up this badly? I mean, Justice oh. League, I never thought in my wildest dreams watching the Justice League animated series right. that Justice the live League, action would be shit. The movie would be crap and would be a flop and is going to it it has no more legs because if you look at the lineup, they have two weeks at most before Star Wars hits. Right. Right. And and once Star Wars hits, it's game over. No one's going to go watch Justice League. Oh, hell no. Right? So they have two weeks, right, starting to, on Monday tomorrow, two weeks, mm-hmm. to make money from somewhere. They're not making it, right? Right. And, and then we have, before that, before that right, I would say they only have one week to somehow recover from the disaster because they then have the Disney uh, movies that are coming out for children, right? right? People are going to go take their kids to watch the Disney movies. They're like, we don't want to scare you with Henry Cavill. Um, <laughs> no, Superman my niece was, was freaked out. Was she? She was like, what happened? Yeah, she was like, what's wrong with Superman? And did a Superman. And, she, and then I was like, no, no, it's because it's a camera phone. See, it's not good. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I had to tell her something. Well, yeah. I was like, see, he looks. I was like, see, he looks good shirtless over here. He like, he looks fine there. And uh, you know, he looks good in the con sometimes. Uh, he looks fine. Yeah. Then you know, and, and kids are gonna go watch the Disney movie Coco, right? Right. Then I'm then I'm gonna go watch Scary Henry Cavill. Right. And also going to go watch Murder on the Orient Express. Right. right? Justice League, it's got one week and it does not have, I don't think, the capacity to recover from the train smash. No. That it is, it's currently looking like not even making 250 million domestic. Oh my God. Which is, if you told me that, Last four hundred days ago, when they announced it, out of it like you're nuts. Somebody needs fired. Like, somebody needs to be fired because the global market currently is supporting Justice League, um, because it's it's still doing well globally for right. some odd reason. Right. Um, I think it's because the global market doesn't pay attention to critics so much, right? So if you add the fact that the critics gave it a bad score. Right. And then you add the fact that the fan, some of the fans gave it, like, a bad score. Right. 
that's why the American market is not watching Justice League. Right. And well, yeah. and the people who watch it the first time aren't necessarily going back a second or third time. No, no, some people are not. Yeah. I mean, I went to see Man of Steel four times. Yeah, I seven. You know. Yeah. Um. I every opportunity I got, I went to go and see Man of Steel. I gave up going and watching other movies. Mm-hmm. Because Man of Steel was so good. And, you know, it, it still touches me to today. Right. I watched BVS. I watched BVS eight times in theater. So, yeah. You know, I had to... I watched it in, like, each and every format. And I'm like, with Justice League, I'm like, I don't want to watch it at IMAX because I might see something else that might frighten me, you know? Uh, so it's like, I didn't think I would ever be frightened of Justice League. Let's put it that way. I know. Um, the thing about it is, it's like, okay, are they going to give us some kind of extended cut? Or no? Is that it? If they don't, they have literally then just shot themselves in the head. Well, there you right between that. the eyes. No, I think they just shot themselves in, like, the foot. Maybe both of them. Right. Uh uh, because fans still have good faith. We, I honestly, I'm going to say this, we're one of the best fan, fan bases out there because we're still like, if you give us this extended cut on DVD for home release, we will, we will somehow say sorry. Uh, you, your, your apology. Uh, yeah, you know. I don't know. I, I'm not going to do a Josh Whedon extended cut. No, a Snyder cut. It specifically says, please give us a Zack Snyder cut. And guess <laughs> With what? With junkie XLs. I'm not buying a theatrical cut either. No, yeah, I was going through the same thing. And I said, do I want this theatrical cut in my house? And I'm like, no. And you know how sad that makes me feel? Right. You know, it 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 literally hurts me to say... I don't want the theatrical cut in my house. I'll probably go and buy it because it's got some good scenes in it. Right? And like I said, the scenes that you like, you will love. Like that opening scene right. with the the song over and Clark's resurrection, uh, the ending. Uh, well... But, Tony stubborn, yeah. but I'm rebel enough to say screw you. I'm not buying that shit. Yeah, I want to say screw you, but then I'm then I look at like poor Henry Cavill's puppy eyes, and I'm like, well, damn, Henry. I mean, you know, unless I, you know, if they give us MS, MOS too, I'm definitely not buying Justice League. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm good with BVS and Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. And Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with those. Yeah. Well, what kind of Josh Whedon extended cut could they give us? Ugh. No, thank you. I don't even want to. Well, you know, what could they give us? More Benny Hill jokes? I don't know. They probably lined up Wonder Woman and they all took a boo and a boobs or something. I don't know. Well, you know, Uh, like I said, you know, with Whedon directing and writing Batgirl, Babs is going to fall into somebody's, her face is going to fall into somebody's crotch. Multiple times. Can you imagine? He he said, and this frightened me the most, like, 
I'm going to frighten your honor. Watch out. It's horrible time. Uh, he wants to do the killing joke. What? Yeah, he How wants to do a bad girl, girl story. That's not a bad girl movie. Uh, right? Bad girl? First time by herself? Right? Because we've seen a version of bad girl. But this is like a bad girl movie. She's not with Batman. You know, it's not Batman and his cronies. It's bad girl, right? And he wants, and he came out and he's laughing and he wants to do the killing joke. And I'm sitting there thinking, oi, that's and not a Batgirl story. That ends Batgirl's career. That's Barbara <laughs> Gordon's story. They don't even refer to Batgirl. Yeah. I mean, it literally ends her career as Batgirl. So, right, but you don't know she's Batgirl. I mean, Joker didn't know when he shot her. It's, hint, it's hinted that he did know. Okay, so, but still, I mean, yeah. yeah, you don't see her in uniform. No, you don't. And, I mean, the only other person that knows is Batman. And he goes and visits her once in hospital. Right. And it's just so that he has Manguish to go and avenge what's been done to her. Right. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, that like frightened me the most. I was like, definitely not gonna see that. No. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even look at the Killing Joke uh, animation because I was like, no, no, thank you. I don't care if you have Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy as yeah, Joker and Batman. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything else you noticed in Justice League? Because you saw it two more times after the first time. Mm, I mean, have I, have I mentioned how many times Wonder Woman has a butt shot? I kind of probably uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's like alarming how many times she has a... And then you see like a scene that you know Scott Snyder has filmed, right? Right. Uh, not Scott Snyder, Zack Snyder, excuse me. Um, yeah, Scott Snyder's doing dark metal. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is on my list to be, yeah. yes. Had, he's same list as Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, you see, and Zack purposely, like, for example, when the um, Nightcrawler is crawling up the wall, Right, and they 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 do the scene where it's from below and you're looking up. Right, he does it at an angle where, and he has Gal sideways, so you cannot see any of that. Right, and I'm like, but then you notice a Joss Whedon scene, and it's like you're staring right up. Yeah, it, it's you know, um. Also, I think he might have just tightened her outfits a little. It, it might just be me, but I could have caught something where he, you know, plumped up certain areas and made other areas tighter, um, you know, to give a more hourglass figure. So that that kind of annoyed me because you see a, a definite change. And I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just bad. It, it's what's the worst thing about Justice League is that 
where Batman v Superman is a rewatchable movie where you can watch it today, tomorrow, and then the day after that. Right. And find something new that, that inspires you or makes you think differently or something. Right. Every time you watch Justice League, you cringe more and more to the point where I don't think it will ever be watchable. Right. Yeah. Well, and, okay, so Dark Side was mentioned once in kind of a, not the usual, Dark Side, for Dark Side. It was from my mm. mother projected. I'm like, yeah, seriously? Yeah. That's the only time it got mentioned. The thing about it is, is that Dark Side should have been, like, the threat. You know, we know that Steppenwolf yeah. is a flunky, but the whole, they should have had Easter eggs about Dark Side all over that damn thing. And he should have had a cameo. Or at least his voice should have had a cameo. And Hal Jordan, hello. Hal Jordan should have had a cameo. According to the guy who plays Zeus, there was, he said in the history lesson, there was no hint, there was no nudge, there was no even, like, is that... Dark side, it was like plain in your face dark side. Right. Because the person who was supposed to come and collect Steppenwolf right. was supposed to be dark side with Calabach. Oh. And, and and Granny and the Furies. Ooh. I would have loved to have seen that. So we got that cut out. Thank you, Joss Whedon. Kevin Suchahara, you idiots, you fuckers. Thank you. Um, yeah. Don't yeah, hold yeah. back. No, definitely not. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, you know, what even with you people? Like you said, were they high? What on glue? Or what? You know? Yeah. Was whatever was being pumped into that New 52 office suddenly pumped into Kevin Chahara's office? I have. You know? Yeah. I just like really. Yeah, is, is it like, is it like, purposeful sabotage? You know, did, yeah. did somebody was somebody so frightened of Justice League that they purposefully sabotaged this movie? Because Joss Whedon, from what I've heard recently on the Vanity Fair article, was signed on before. Zach left. Right. So, as a writer, or as as, as more than just a writer. Oh. Ah. So, I'm thinking, and I don't. I mean, we called out Superman Unchained, so I'm, you know, I'm gonna call this out. It was purposefully sabotaged. Yeah. And people on the inside knew what they were doing and there were careful choices made with, with certain things. If you look hard enough in the movie, people are telling you, you know, Zack Snyder was shortchanged. Oh, definitely. And so I think, you know, they still, and because if you, if you listen to everyone, they have the utmost respect for Zack. Right. And, the people who are coming forward are obviously not contracted and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. 
And they're saying that they support Zach because his movie was the movie that should have been released. Right. So yeah, it's it's sad at the end of the day that they don't trust their fans enough, even though we've made them more than $3 billion, right? Right. Um, You know, Man of Steel brought home so many fans because it is still, up to this day, one of the highest grossing Blu-ray DVDs of all time. Because people heard what fans who went out and watched the movie and said, they said, it's not as bad as the critics say. People went out, got a copy of the DVD, and became fans. They came along to Batman v Superman because we made eight hundred million, right? Almost nine hundred on theatrical run. Right. And they went out and bought the DVD when they heard that there was more footage because we all said it's very choppy. You know, the editing was very choppy. Right. And so we watched that. We became bigger fans and supported something like Suicide Squad, right? And then something like Wonder Woman, right? Which These two movies, the amount of money that they made, they were not expected to make this type of money. Right. And then they just go and Warner Brothers says, no, we don't trust you to come out again. And we're like, Seriously, the movie that you sold us in the trailers had this movie tracking to make four hundred million domestic, right. right, and a and a billion worldwide. But because you gave us a shit version on theatrical release, we said no. So yeah, Warner Brothers, you just have yourself to blame. You right. destroyed something that should have been perfect. Well, and it shows that Warner Brothers doesn't have any faith in these characters and their fans. Mm. Especially the fans. They they really, after all the bullshit they've taken us through with comics, with that Green Lantern movie, with Joel Schumacher's Batman, right? The the two. I mean, with all that nonsense, right? We still come out and we support this franchise, and you shoot us in the back, you know? Yeah. When I watched the trailers for Justice League, I said, This is, and I kept telling this to you, Holly, I said, This is going to be something epic. I watched the movie, I was shocked. Yeah. You know, I was like, I didn't think it could be that bad. I don't think somebody could mess it up that bad. I was like surprised they they were like, We'll meet your challenge, did you know? You wanna see how bad it can be? Yeah. We're gonna show you how bad it can be. We'll release the just we didn't cut. No <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was bad. Well, I mean you, you know it was okay. The movie itself was okay. It's just, you know, the women. There should in have it, been more. It should have been there better. There should have been more. Yeah. Yeah, we should have been loving it. We should have been like, I'm gonna go see it another four times. Yep. Like we did the others. Exactly. Yeah. But we're not. Because even 
Even the theatrical version of BVS, we went out and we saw it how many times. Mm-hmm. And it was because we didn't know something better existed, right? Right, right. And even when we got the something better that existed, we said the theatrical cut was not that bad, you know? This this cut is horrible. I mean, some right. of it is good, right? Right, but 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 you can't you you can't fix a, a stew with some salt mm-hmm. if you've put in a rotten lobster. You know, right, right. You're you're gonna give everybody diseases and food poisoning and kill somebody, right? Right. So you can't fix something that's already bad. Right. Um, and it, it it should have never been allowed to be this bad. Right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> that depressing note. <laughs> that depressing note. So, you know, if you have... I, I will say this. I will say this. Joe Mang... However you pronounce his name. Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. He released a picture of Deathstroke. I'm all for that Legion of Doom movie that's directed by somebody other than Joss Whedon. Right. Um. Yeah. Any. Okay. Not anybody, but like somebody good. Right. You know. By right. By by. What? To right the wrong that you created in the universe, it should be Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Because he should be allowed his redemption, right? Right, which is not really his fault, because no. he he shot he shot a movie that was good, but to redeem yourselves, Warner Brothers, in your fans' eyes, you should come out in this December con, and you should be like, uh, yeah, no, Man of Steel two is coming out, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman solo movie is coming out, Wonder Woman two is coming out, uh, Flash is coming out. And, oh, yeah, we're doing Justice League 2 directed by Zack Snyder. Well, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. You know, there's all these rumors that Ben doesn't want to do the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. With all this bullshit that's going on, can you blame him? I think I now know why Ben Affleck stepped away from directing, writing, producing, all that nonsense. Yeah, I just want to look at what they were doing to Zack and going, nah, I'm not doing that. And he's like, I, listen, I just came out of rehab. I ain't going back, okay? <laughs> yeah. And that's why he's just like, I'll act as Batman, I'll produce the movie, I'll help Matt Reeves wherever he wants help, but dude, Jeff Johns, you writing the script, Matt Reeves, you directing the movie, I'm not, I'm not going to be not involved in that. Is Ben not writing the script anymore? Uh, ben and... The story that is the rumor that is out there is that a script that was written by Jeff Johns, Ben Affleck, and Chris Torino, right, right, is now being adapted further by Matt Reeves. He's taking that same script oh, and he's and he's making it into more of, as he said, which I don't disagree with. He said I'm making it more detective more noir 1940s detective style of storytelling. Okay. So if he's going to give me Detective Batman, I don't mind. Right. And if he's adapting 
from what I believe Ben Affleck's doing, which is Hush, into a detective story. I wish you good luck with that because it's already a detective story. Um, but yeah. Yeah, if he maybe what I think he's doing is he's probably read Hush. He probably looked at the script and he said, well, let's make it more like the comic because the comic is very, very noir. 1940s detective story. Right. 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 So uh, I think he's just... I, From what I've heard, the, the Batman script has no problems, so I'm not worrying. Because now it doesn't do, have problems, but who knows? Who knows when we get there. Um, but I'm can't worry about Batman. Listen, they can make a million Batman movies. They'll all do well. It's fine. Right. Um, what I'm worried about is how are they going to fix every other character in that story? Because now they've damaged Wonder Woman to the point where the studio is now... Um, the studio and the director are both nervous and they've moved Wonder Woman up because now she's not coming out to compete with Star Wars. Yeah. She is... They said, like, no, we don't trust Wonder Woman to compete with Star Wars. And so she's coming out in Thanksgiving weekend. I don't get yeah. it. I do not yeah. get it. I don't either. I honestly don't. Hmm. It's like, yeah. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall there. Right. When, when the, when, no, I would have loved to have, have a time machine. Like, Barry, can I borrow your cosmic treadmill? Right. Uh, I need to go back in time and fix something. Uh, and that would be, whoever said, uh, let's make it more like a Marvel movie. I'll just be like, pew, and they just disappear off the face of the earth. Uh, because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Horrible. Yeah. Now we have no faith in Warner Brothers because they have no faith in us. True. Yeah. Okay. Trust got... is a trust is a two way road. You got to give trust. Yep. To earn it, you have you. I will take a line from Man of Steel. You should have taken a leap of faith with us. The trust part comes later. Yep. They didn't take a leap of faith. No, they, they choked. Didn't. Yeah. They choked. They choked at the finishing line because they, they had the story that would have won them over. Yeah. Because from what I'm from what I'm reading online and from what people have come forward and said that they've shot and their scenes were cut. Uh, it, it, they had the movie that could have won over critics and fans and haters and non-believers and everybody. And they tripped and they fell over their own fear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. Uh, when you're talking optimism and hope, uh, fear is not even supposed to enter into that. And so Sutahara mm. basically was doing shit out of fear. Yes. He was doing... his All the decisions that were taken on Justice League was taken out of we need to compete with Marvel... We're reading too many of these online articles and 
we need to we need to be like what everybody says we should be mm. and in doing so they lost their identity and when yeah. you lose your identity you lose your fans right so yep no. yep good uh, point to leave it on <laughs> yep okay so we had comics this week mm good comics uh Detective had the uh, reconciliation of Stephanie and Tim. Mm-hmm. Very was, good. It was yeah. very good. Couldn't tell you what the rest of the book was about, but okay. Um, yeah, me neither. I was like, uh, this is boring, this is boring. This is, oh, Stephanie is. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and she just tells it. And he's trying to explain everything. And she's just like, shut up and the kiss and... She's like, I know it's you, and I knew you'd come back to me, and I was like, <laughs> um, let's see, Batgirl. What happened in Batgirl? You said you read it. Uh, they just Whedon did I tell you? Ah. Oh, forget that. Uh, thing. <laughs> uh, basically, what happens in Batgirl is, uh, after all the teasing, after all the hints, Dick tells Barbara to her face. I'm not over Sean. What? Yeah, he's not blue over hair? over blue hair. And I'm like... Oh, go away. I never I liked like, you, Dick. I was like, who's Sean? <laughs> you know? Then, then somebody had to is tell it, me. Is, who wrote this? Seely? No, this is uh, Hope Blossom, I think. Or whoever's Why writing is she buying girl. into that crap? Because Seely's going to take over the story and he needs blue hair still in it? Because I think it's mandate from editorial. Oh, lovely. Mm. I think she wanted to push the Barbara and Dick thing. Uh, mm. But because when I, I know, when I tweeted her, when some of Lies the solicitations came out, I was like, thank God, somebody's doing Dick and Babs, finally. Right. And she was like, yeah, I'm all for them. They're one of, you know, the greatest love stories because they're so complicated. And... You can see it was mandate because right. it it doesn't follow the rest of the storyline. Right. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. So much for rebirth. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. Dick can take it and shove it. You know, his book is failing. There goes Babs. Bye bye. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Okay, but it was mostly about it. Jason, wasn't it? Yeah, but we need to know who he is, right? We we can't just have you know, people say, oh, he's the brother, you know, and finished. Right. I like characters being given a backstory mm-hmm. because it helps you understand where their motivations are coming from. Right. Right? Um. And I didn't mind Jason having... Listen, they gave us the storyline as to why. Uh, And I saw some people had major issues. Oh, Wonder Woman's not in Wonder Woman. And I'm like, so sometimes Superman's not in Superman, you know? Um, It's true. It's true. We had two comics where where Superman was not in Superman, right? We had that one where where, where John and uh, Katie, Katie go into the forest. Right, we get one panel of clock at the end. Right. We have 
um, Lois Lane story, right, where Superman just basically shows up at the end to save her from Wilson's gun, right? And it's okay, people. If it's a well-written story, I don't mind it. We had one with Grail because we needed to know, well, how is baby Darkseid growing all of a sudden? You know, um, and we and we have one with Jason because we're like, well, is he Jason from the Argonauts? Is he a different Jason? Questions need answering, so I didn't have a problem with it. Sorry, I had to put you on mute. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It it I didn't have a problem with it because it's at the end of the day, a well-written story. Right. Yeah. And it answers a lot of the questions that need to be answered. Who trained Jason? Hercules. There we go. Now we know he can compete with Wonder Woman on her level. Right. Why did, um, you know, Hippolyta send him away? Because Hera was watching her, and she would have come down and killed the child, Right. Right. And what I like more is they sort of erase the New 52 uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, from Zeus, and they made it more of a love story with him and Hippolyta. Like, he kept visiting Hippolyta. So, you know, to find out how Diana is and how Diana's growing, so he showed an actual interest in her. Thoughts of like a father, you know? No, he didn't turn himself into a swan or anything. No, no, no. He was like actually coming to Hippolyta and in his eagle form, right, so that Hera wouldn't notice. And he would come and ask Hippolyta, how's my kid doing? Cool. Right. Right. Check you later, Hippolyta. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I I don't have a problem with the Wonder Woman issue. Mm. Nobody's falling in a boob, so it's okay. Well, there you go. <sighs> no uh. mention of the foe man, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Two points for you. Uh, What's his name? Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And he's going to be taking over Superman when... Uh, February. February. So he's taking over action as well? Yes, he's doing one issue of action, one issue of Superman, and it's cleared up by Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason and Dan Juggins. They needed a break. That's all. That's the reason why they're doing it. And the reason why they're, they're taking a break more is so that the artists have time to really give us what the artist wants to give us. Like for 1,000? Like maybe for 1,000, yeah. You yeah. know, 1,000 showing up in March, so, uh, you know. Yeah. Could could be that reason, you know, or April. April, I think it's coming out. I think they timed it excellently because Action 1000 is coming out the same week as April 18th. Right. So I just think it's coming out on the 16th of April. So what are we on now? Let me pull that Mm -hmm. up on my D 
digi- lovely digital computer. 992. 992. Let's see. Am I right? Let's see if I'm right. Uh, that would be our next comic anyway. What is this? Mm-hmm. Give me what I want. Give her what she wants. Seriously. Right. Uh, I don't know what this thing is doing. It's not even giving me a folder. Duh. <laughs> there we go. Hold on. I'll pull it up. Hold on. I'm having computer problems lately, and I don't like it. I don't oh, like it. Uh, action a comic. So nine nine two. Yeah. Nine nine a two. A sejanal was red. Yep. Yay. Yay. Yeah, ten points to me. Wee. Oh, I guess you can't do that. I I liked it though. Yeah. That's why I remembered it. Very good issue. Mm-hmm. This is the Oz Effect aftermath. Mhm. And this is the Superman I really like. You know, the right. the guy who, after the big battle, has contemplation. One of my favorite issues, although I didn't like the previous ones to it, was the ending of War of the Superman, because mm-hmm. Clark talks to Lois, and Lois writes this wonderful article. Right. And, and back in the day when we got Lois Lane articles. Um, you know, and... and it talks about the effect, and I suppose it, it reflects on American culture at the time. Mm-hmm. It talks about the effects of war and how after the war is done and over, you still have to pick up the pieces. Right. And that, for me, is Superman, right? Because although he's hopeful and optimistic and he has a wonderful outlook on the future. He knows he he's still a character that bears the weight of the world on his shoulders. Right. So I like to see that sometimes in comics. Well, Clark has a dilemma. Mm. He needs he wants to find out what kind of man Jarrell truly was. I mean, because Mister Oz is not who Jarrell thought. He was okay, mm-hmm. and and then on the other hand, if he can prove that Jarrell is not Mister Oz, then he would be better. He feels that he would be better off. Yeah, it's it's for just Clark has had his hero destroyed in his eyes, and he's trying right. to redeem that hero. Right, and he's trying to find. A quality, it's it's his father, okay? Let's right. let not forget who this is. It's his father. And to have your father and his name diminished like that in front of you, uh-huh. you need to find some redemption. And that's a Superman thing, is he always tries to redeem people, even mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. Right. Right? So that's what the story is about. And I don't, yeah, it's just poetically Superman. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we also get one of the best Lois Lane lines. 
yeah. in recent history, recent time. Yeah. Clark's being, this is why the new substitute Superman never worked, is because when he was mopey, he didn't have somebody who said, pull up your damn socks and right. get to work. Right. So while, and, yeah. Okay. While, no, no, that, yeah. Okay, so while he's ruminating about, is Jorel Mr. Oz? Uh, is he not Mr. Oz? Uh, you know, he's my father. I always thought he was one way. And then he's like, I don't know who I am. Okay. Mm. And then Bats comes in. And he says, you broke your little table. And he goes, Broop. He says, I didn't hear the bat plane approaching. He says, no, you didn't. Which, you know, proves how heavily Clark is inside his head and how much his heart is hurting. But he didn't mm-hmm. even hear the bat plane. So, um, Bats is telling him, you know, you can't do this, Clark. You're losing your temper, getting reckless. It's not the the same for the rest of us. It's and so then Clark says, dangerous. It's that why you here, Bruce, to make sure the powerful alien is in check. Are you worried about what I'm capable of? And Bats says no. And then he takes his cow off, which is unusual, right? Mm -hmm. But he really wants to have a face-to-face with Clark because now he's being Bruce. He says, I came because I was concerned about you. You've been at this for some time. And Clark says, you don't know what this is like, Bruce. You think you know your place in the universe, and then you realize you don't know anything. What would you do if your father just showed up in your life again? The father you thought was dead. Well, boys and girls. Well, <laughs> well, Clark. <laughs> he says, "You know, you know, Batman has all his little secrets that actually happened." <laughs> yep. And he goes, "Well, that's part of the reason why I'm here. I do know what you're going through. I faced something similar myself recently." And then they stare at each other, <laughs> and then they kind of grin, and, they, and Clark goes, "Some life, huh?" And Bat goes, hmm. <laughs> he says, so Bruce says, this is a just you, Clark. Something is wrong with time. Finally. Yeah. That button storyline that I had to endure. <laughs> yeah, we had to wait forever for somebody to get it resolved. And he says, um, so then Clark hears, he says, trouble, I'm picking up something. And... Bruce says, anything I can do? He says, no, no, thank you. They need me. You're Superman. Don't forget that. And so he takes off. And he's helping people who are in a boat. Mm. Okay. And so did you want to tell him about the lowest part? Oh, okay. All right. Um, Okay. So basically Perry is Yelling and shouting like, dude, where's Kent? You know, great Caesar's ghost, yay. Um, you know, that that boy is big enough. How does he just vanish, you know? And then he's ranting and raving. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's whispering to Lois. I'd say it's an 8.2 Lois on the, on the Perry scale of, of anger. Right. Uh, if if you know where Clark is, get a word. He says, "I got this, Jimmy." 
And she says, you know, Perry uh, clocks uh, on a story deep undercover. Uh, no time. And he says, uh, you know, why didn't he tell me? He says, no time or he'd lose his source. And he says, yeah, well, what's the story he's working on? And she says, corruption claims against Senator McVeigh. He says, I thought that was your story. And she says, we're married, Perry. We've been working on it. It's a big lead. And he says, covering for your husband. And she says, sometimes somebody fell down the stairs again. No. (laughs) Lowe says, sometimes you have to follow your instincts. You know that even if they seem extreme. So I guess this comes down to one point, Perry. Do you trust your reporters or don't you? Mm-hmm. And Perry White is silent, and then he's like, tell Kent to call me the moment you get from him. Hmm? And, I w- and I won't compromise him. Um, so then Lois goes up to the roof, and she's like, damn it, clock, where are you? Clark comes in and he says, you know, he repeats her line. He says, that's some good advice, Miss Lane. And she says, where have you been? We've been worried about you. John has been worried about you. He says, trying to find answers failing. I thought I could help people. That would get my mind off this Mr. Oz business. Mm -hmm. There were 250 terrified refugees on a sinking boat loss. One small boat, children, families, running from something worse than drowning. And so he's contemplating if, what if Mr. Oz was right about humanity? What if we are beyond saving? And Lois cups his face and she says, he's not right. You'll show him. So then we get a little green speech bubble. And Superman, and he says, hell. And they open up a portal and he says, the corpse has the file you requested. It's on Mogo. I'm creating an opening, blah, blah, blah. And so he says, uh, I'm, I'm, and Lo says, don't be, I understand. You have to know. Go. And so he does. And we enter the archives of the Green Lanterns, and they're going through file footage. Uh, the day Krypton exploded to the moment um, where Tom Ray recorded all the, you know, the explosion of Krypton. Mm-hmm. And the file has been corrupted just before. The planet explodes, like Clark's plane, uh, well, not plane, ship, baby ship explodes, uh, you know, leaves the planet as it's about to explode. Mm-hmm. But then there's a file corruption. Hmm. Hmm. How convenient. I mean, this can't happen. This is the the Green Lantern Corps, okay? It, it's right. basically memory. That, and so somebody would have had to have messed with someone's memory and time and all those sorts of things. Hmm. And so anyway, there's no answers there. Um, And so then Clark says, it's not just the file, something tampered with time. Someone has done this. 
And so then we're back in Metropolis. John is asleep. I do like that John has a Batman and a Superman poster in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Fanboy. Um, and so then Lois says, you're back. And, she, and he says, I didn't want to wake John. And she says, did you find what you're looking for? He says, no, something's very wrong, Lois. And this isn't about me. If whatever's out there can do this, if he can alter time itself, how can I fight that? And so then she puts her arms on, or her hands on his chest, and she says, you'll find a way. You always do. And it is. And he says, this, this is about finding out who I am. If I'm his son, what does that say about me? What does that say about John? And she says, you're the best father John could ever dream of. And more than that, Clark, you're a reporter. The second best one on the Daily Planet, in fact. Whatever you're looking for, you'll track it down. And so now we're at the Justice League Watchtower, the one that floats in space. And so we get Clark's narration box. It says, sometimes you have to follow your instincts. You know that. Even if they seem extreme. My wife is a very smart woman. Amen. No truer lines have been said. True. Uh, Flash's cosmic treadmill. Can I borrow it after you're done? I need to go back in time and do something. Uh, he says, his own personal time machine. He once showed me how to set the location, the time and location. If Flash can go back in time, let's see if I can do the same. I need to see uh, for myself. And so he's running, 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 running. He says, I need to know the truth. I have to go back to Krypton. And poof. And then somebody says, wait. Mm. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite character that's always late. Yeah. is a Superman Jones and Buster with Skeet. And so Skeet says, it appears, Booster, we have arrived a second too late. And Superman has already left for the time, for the past, by the time stream. Now the timeline itself is in danger of total collapse. Oops. <laughs> Way to go, Booster. Way to go, Booster. We've only been waiting for you for five years to show up. Yeah. Not and one, but two of you screwed up. Two. Two of you screwed up, exactly. Um, now you show up too late. Well. And we're like, so he's going to really have to just bring Clark back because Clark's probably not going to be able to go back. No, he left the treadmill behind. So. Right, right. Clark didn't think that one through. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. And the so next is a booster shot through time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I love this this um, advert thing that they have in the back. DC Essential Graphic Novels for 2018. They've officially removed Kingdom Come as an essential graphic novel to read. Really? 
Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, they've got they've got stuff like you know Red Sun, all that, but mm-hmm. they've mysteriously removed Kingdom Come. Hmm. And it's been replaced with like DC Universe Rebirth. Hmm. Hmm. Good. That's fine. Hmm. How interesting. Yeah. Okay. The book we've been waiting for. For so long. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, Jeff Johns wrote something. Ah, it's not that bad. Well, to tell you the truth, um, I do what I do with all my books that Superman might appear in that aren't Superman books, per se. I look for mm-hmm. Clark. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, there's right, yeah, whatever. Clark! <laughs> so, I, yeah, cause I well, was would have been never, very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I was never in into The Watchmen. I saw the movie once. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they were not my idea of heroes. Okay, so you want to take us through Doomsday Clock number one? Why you take? Okay, all right, I'll do it. Um, all right, I will say this: Watchmen's not supposed to be superheroes. Well, yeah, I know, but um, no, but but I, I just want to to comment on that. I will say watch the movie because yet again this man comes up in our conversation. Zack Snyder yes. actually made. A very good director's cut. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Another director's cut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, these people screw him over. And he um, made he made DC money. Uh, he made Warner Brothers money, correct? Oh, it was released under the DC banner. So right. is Warner Brothers DC? He he made a truckload of money. Right. You know, and then the director's cut came out, and he made a he made it like a tank load of money. So, yeah, I don't know why people doubt his his vision. But what I love about the movie is, and yes, I said love because I've watched it many times and it is rewatchable, is he makes the characters more flawed than they are in the book. Because I read the book because I had to read the book for this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And... What I will say, watch the movie. If you can, watch the director's cuts. It's better. Um, because he, he adds things in that makes them flawed and shows you that Watchmen is not the um, ideal. It is the cautionary tale of where we're heading. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Kingdom Come. You know, the writer keeps saying, Mark Wade keeps saying, it's not a standard. It is a cautionary tale of don't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Watchmen is a story of if Superman was corrupt, this is what could happen to him. Mm-hmm. But we're lucky in the sense that he's not. So, you know, it. it That'll never happen to Superman. What happened to Dr. Manhattan? And I'm waiting for the confrontation because it, it, it if Jeff Johns is going to live up to his word of 
well, the Watchmen universe had something to say to DC back in the day, and now mm-hmm. DC has something to say to Watchmen. If he's going to live up to that, he better pull out all the stops with this. And, yeah, uh, I, I I enjoyed the, the first issue. It's a bit violent for me. Um, but, eh, it's rated higher, so, meh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's a bit of swearing. Uh, like, my niece can't read it because the iPad's locked for certain age groups. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I did like the ending because I never liked the New 52 and what they did to the Kent, so <clears throat> I hope something's going to be rectified. Right. Okay. November 22nd, 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it's the 23rd. Now, this is of significant value to not the uh, Watchmen universe, mm-hmm. but the DC one. It is the date on which the original uh, Death of Superman was released. Well, uh, I, I heard it was a different date. So, Ooh, did you? Did you? Yeah. Well, let's. We will Google and find out. Right. Because uh, someone said, "Oh, well, it was later or something." Remember? Okay. We will. We will Google Death of Superman. While I'm reading. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and so we get this big, um, on, apparently this is a big thing in Watchmen to do a nine-panel page. Right. Um, because it tells a lot more story, and there's a lot of story to tell here. So, and then there's this big sign of somebody saying the end is here. Uh, streets were littered with bodies, brains, boiled over by grotesque nightmares of fictional invader. Clock started over, we had a chance. Okay, and this is just how Rorschach talks. He talks in half sentences. But they blew it, all of them. Okay, I found it. It says November 18th was the date that DC Comics published Superman 75. Three days later, okay. will he rise again in Doomsday Clock? I don't know what that means. But, yeah, according to the Bleeding Cool, well, let me see somebody else. <clears throat> yeah.
because my aunt's birthday is on the 21st. Well, if it was on the 22nd, it would have been a Sunday, but the 23rd was a Monday that year. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure it came out a lot later for us. It came out, I know, um, towards the end of November. By the time, you know, the ship came over with the package over the ocean. Um, but I, I do remember it was sort of around that time. Right. I don't Give or take a few days, it's fine. It must have some significant value that Jeff Johns found. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a day after. Well, it would be 25 years that JFK got killed, but. Oh. Yeah. Okay. November 22nd was the day he got assassinated. In 19. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. It would be. No, hold on. It wouldn't be 25 years. It would be 1992. And he got killed in 63. So, it's 19 years. Hmm. Okay. All right. We will find some significance. Um, the undeplorable scream to hear themselves descended in the echo chamber, blaming the other side for what they have instead of who they are. Um, and so then the signs and the end is here. Uh, I think, make America safe again. Um, Their tolerance is a one-way street. While the totalitarian stand their ground, covering their eyes, preaching for the return of a rose-colored republic, unaware that those not like them, for those not like them, the good old days weren't so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Depends on your perspective. God turned his back, left paradise to us. Like handing a five-year-old a straight razor. We slit open the world's belly. Secrets came out, spilling out. An intestine full of truth and shit strangled us. Yeah, yeah, there's there's swearing in this. Um, Soon the bugs will be all that's left. And the cockroaches will go to war with the maggots fighting over the scraps of moderates. Then they'll eat themselves and finally choke, unless we bring God back down. Kicking and screaming because maybe we don't deserve it. Maybe the world should burn this time. We shattered the American dream. This is the American nightmare. And so we have panels of people rioting, um, Newspaper uh, police trying to hold them back, but they can't. And so then there's these newspaper bulletin or newspaper, sorry, excuse me, news bulletins. Um, and you see uh, something about the president. This was it all drivel, or was it like important? A vice president has apparently killed and shot the attorney general, um, and the president was playing golf earlier. Um, Europe is in complete collapse. You know, people being shot in the streets, world uh, leaders proclaimed that they will not stand by this bloodshed. Um, North Korea is somehow capable of reaching Texas. 
the the wall has broken down. I don't know if this is a comment on Donald Trump or whatever, but um, and thousands are flooded into Mexico. Um, we're still waiting on a statement from the president. And so then we get to the important part. You know, there's a global manhunt for the self-proclaimed smartest man in the world, Adrian Vedit, um, who is Ozymandias. Um, and a quick rundown of what happened in Watchmen. I'll keep it to one sentence. Ozymandias set up Dr. Manhattan to take the fall for millions of deaths. Um, and as a result, Dr. Manhattan had to leave Earth, and somehow the world reached a peaceful place at the end of Watchmen. And we now all now we see that this has all um, been shattered. And anyway. Uh, now he's the most wanted man in the world, once a celebrated hero, businessman, philanthropist. Um, Vedit led the world's economy to global heights, charged with the murder of 3 million people and hospitalization of tens of thousands. Um, the bizarre ruse that has brought the world to a grinding halt. And then we see a New York paper. I don't know which one. And it says the great lie. Um, and we see this is on Ozymandias' desk and he has all his action figures that are being broken. And they said no signs of his former teammates, including the so-called American deterrent Dr. Manhattan. Uh, the comedian was murdered by Adrian Vedit um, because he found out what he was going to do. Um, Nital, Rorschach are all inactive. Actually, Rorschach was killed at the end of the book by Dr. Manhattan. Uh, but his journal was dropped off at um, a newspaper and his journal had all the evidence of what uh, Adrian Vedder did. Mm -hmm. So Spectre vanished. Ozymandias remains at large. Uh, New York Gazette, okay, so that's the paper that broke the story, was the first to first be shut down, blah, 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 blah. Um, Okay, so we see these people storm, uh, storming his, um, he has an, like a fortress of solitude for lack of better explaining. It's in the Arctic, but it is set in um, ancient Egyptian architecture because he's big in Ozymandias and all that, so. Uh, he's big into Horus and Ra and all those things. So we see all these news blurps um, and this thing. And then we see some, let me see a zoom in on x-rays and it's somebody's head. 
and they have a tumor and uh, so now America is going to war with Russia um, and they've ordered evacuations across red zones in America. Uh, people are leaving the prisons and they're not letting the prisoners out. So one of the prisoners grabs a guard and says, give me the goddamn keys, man. Then we see somebody get punched. Somebody take the keys. The prisoner's like, oh, shit. And then we see Rorschach. And we're like, what? Rorschach's alive? Uh, and he's like, you're still one up. Sorry, I have to do the Batman voice for him. He goes, no, no, no way, man, I'm cool. And so then Rorschach, with his half lines, says, stomach groans, I'm hungry. And he starts talking about Joe's pancakes. Um, Amy's boyfriend, uh, Amy was his waitress, and Amy's boyfriend came in and beat her up. So the syrup got cold and wasn't couldn't be poured onto his pancakes. So Rorschach's breakfast was ruined. Um, he then hunted down Amy's boyfriend and beat him up. Or put a fork through his, his tongue. Hope he got the message. Uh, went back to Joe's. They stopped serving breakfast at 11. It was a quarter past. That's the most irritating thing. I will say that. Um, then he's looking for someone and he says, was it cell 13? No, no, it was 31. So this person is obviously confused and not the most reliable person when it comes to information. And he says, too much to do, too much to remember, never write anything down, far too dangerous. This is the complete opposite of Rorschach in The Watchman because he wrote everything down in his journal. And he had hundreds of journals. So, mm. Yeah. So immediately, you know, if you have read or have done research on Watchmen, then you know that because Rorschach wrote everything down. He carried his journal with him everywhere and he wrote everything down. That's how he could submit all this evidence to the newspaper and they could find out about what Ozymandias did. And so uh, he says, far too dangerous, like her, and he opens somebody's uh, cell. And so then we see um, people are getting ready to launch nukes. So they're verifying all the stuff and Rorschach is opening. So it's each panel goes back and forth between the people getting ready to launch the nukes and Rorschach opening this um, cell. And so then it's ready for launch, getting launched, blah, blah, blah. The nukes get launched. And, it says, and so Rorschach's talking about this dangerous person behind the door. And so he opens it and then we see somebody and he's like, Erica... Manson, the marionette, and I was like, Bleh. don't know who this is. Uh, and she's like, Rorschach. And he's like, you have three hours and 36 minutes before prison becomes ash. Maybe less. Watch runs slow. 
meant to fix it. Again, this tells you this isn't Rorschach because his watch was apparently impeccable. And yeah, and, and Manhattan has something to do with clocks because his dad was a clockmaker. And he believes everything, and that's the big fault with Dr. Manhattan, is he believes everything should run like how a clock runs smoothly. And so then this lady's like, um, can't be, he was, you know, killed and um, then he says, no, I'm different. And she says, prove it. And he said, prove it, tired of proving. Hmm. And so he pulls his glove off and we see it's someone with dark skin. Mm-hmm. And Rorschach was a white man, very pale white man. Right. And she says, you know, you're out of your goddamn mind dressing like that. If Rorschach finds you, and says, I am Rorschach. Um, and so then he says, here's payment. And she says, for what? Job. And she says, it's sticky. And he says, yeah, it's syrup, rough warning. Um, so then she asks, where's the real Rorschach dead? And he says, they say he killed himself. That right. And so then she pulls this thing out of the envelope and we see it's a child. And then we find out it's her son. And she's like, where's my son? You know, and he's like, if you want to know, you have to do what I tell you. And she says, what, what do you want done? And he says, we have to find God. Save the world. We'll explain. And so she then insists that she can't go anywhere without her husband. Uh, we find out her husband is a bad man, and she says, well, I'm not going anywhere without him. My beautiful boy, mommy and daddy miss you so much. So they go looking for the mime, I think. The mime? Yeah. Um, who's her husband? He's a little bit cuckoo's. <laughs> just, just a little bit cuckoo's. Uh, so... People, uh, by mistake, um, <laughs> want to pick a fight with him. And um, so <laughs> they open the cell and he lets all these people beat him up. So he doesn't make a sound, hence the name, the line. Um, and so all these people beat him up and blood, blood everywhere. And then his wife tells him, you know, Baby, quit that. We've got no time. We're leaving. And then Roshek says, quit what? And she says, he's in a performance. Uh, you know, he likes to play the other, uh, the underdog. And then, bada bang, you know, big, turn, big dramatic turn. And he wins. And so he goes all ape crazy on these people. He pulls out their eyes and, and like, beats them up. And then he does this whole performance thing, and um, yeah, he's definitely crazy. Uh, wonderful art by Gary Frank, though, I will say. <laughs> if you like that sort uh, of thing. I, I, this panel where he's got blood on his mouth and he's smiling, and I'm like, this is so twisted, but because the art is so good, it's like you can laugh at it. Mm. Um, he looks too much like Clark for me. He does. 
He does, yeah. Gary mm. Frank has a very, um, every woman looks the same and every guy looks the same. But you, you, he like gets away with it because he's Gary Frank. But anyway, <laughs> like in the yeah, first like, panel, he looks, he looks a lot like Bruce, like Gary Frank's Bruce. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, you know. Anyway, the marionette's like, oh, baby, I missed you. And he, Rorschach's like, reunions later cause trouble. And so then this this part made me laugh because I was like, whoa, this guy nuts. Um, so the marionette says, uh, you know, her baby needs his his uh, guns. And Rorschach's like, we'll get you other weapons, right? It's like, these are very special weapons. And we're not leaving without them. So Rorschach goes and they go to this locker and it's empty. And I'm thinking, oh, somebody stole his his weapons, right? Right. And then Rorschach's like, oh, somebody must have cleaned you out. We need to go now. But then he puts his hands inside. He makes the, you know, gun thing, like gun hands. And he puts them in his imaginary holster. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, I got my guns. Let's go. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, and Rorschach says, you have big problems. And I'm like, dude. (laughs) You don't know the half of it. You don't know the half of it, man. Like, anyway, they escape. Um, And, uh, you know, they want to know where they're going, blah, blah, blah. And he says, I'll tell you when we get there. Uh, he lives in his car, so it's not the most pleasant smile, uh, smelling. Mm-hmm. And so then they enter Manhattan, and we see everybody's leaving. Um, I don't know which bridge this is. Brooklyn? Something? One of the suspension bridges in Manhattan in New York. There's a lot of them. Brooklyn? Um, George yeah, Washington? I was like, I only know about the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, anyway, uh, so everybody's leaving the city, and right. there's one there's one car going in, and we see it's like apocalyptic. People have forgotten their dogs. Mad people! How do you forget your dog? Like that's the first thing you pack. <laughs> right. Uh, the dogs in the car. Let's get the food. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, ransacking buildings, are, you know, the windows are shattered, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So this one lady says, we're going to pick my mother up. And the husband says, she's in Queens. And he's like, um, she's in hysterics. And he says, I told her not to vote for Redford, like Robert Redford. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I read Redford and I was like, I don't think there's an American president called Redford. No. The only guy I know is. The only guy I know is Robert Redford, so... Well, he was in a movie called The Candidate, but I don't know. Mm. Mm. And so they said, you know, this is a mandatory uh, evacuation. Do not return to your home. Mm-hmm. Leave leave all non-essential possessions behind. And so we have this panel that zooms in on this abandoned car. 
-hmm. People have obviously left in a rush because it's still running. You can see the the gas fumes coming out. Uh, But there's a file that they left behind. Mm -hmm. And then we see a manhole cover that's been shifted. So people have obviously gone to the manhole. And we see it's Rorschach and the marionette in the mine. And um, so they're walking in the sewers. And then... (laughs) Rorschach comes to a a fork in the road and he says, huh, don't remember. Was it left? Was it right? And these these two nutcases look at him, look at each other like, oh my God, we're following a nutcase, you know? And so then the mime takes out his gun and then Rorschach says, don't point imaginary guns at me. Wasn't funny the first time. And, um, yeah, so then we discovered that the the mime had his tongue pulled out. Uh, And so then Rorschach says, right, it's right, let's go. And these two look at each other like, "Uh, okay. And so then we get to this place and there's like an underground thing. And then he knocks on the door and he says, Going this way, um, and into the light, and then we discovered this is Night Owl's um, bat cave, for lack of better description. Owl cave. <laughs> yeah, it's the owl cave. So, <laughs> uh, and then there's the owl ship Archie. Um, I think it's Archibald, the full name. Not too sure. Mm. And anyway, um, so then they're asking about the rumors about Rorschach killed Night Owl. Um, and, you know, that's, that's why everybody's like this band and stuff. And, she's, and she, Marinette's asking, is she alive? Have you partnered with him? And then we off panel somebody says no he's not i hope to lure night owl back but he's retired rorschach's working for me and we see it's ozymandias with his cat that mysteriously died but is now back interesting interesting the cat was a lot bigger it was like a tiger so oh. now it's a kitty cat maybe maybe, it's, maybe it's like a Maybe it's a baby. Maybe it's like a like a phoenix. You know, it reincarnates itself. I don't know. Right. Um, and so Rorschach says, "With you, never for." And like Ozymandias, and he says, "Hello and welcome. I see you've brought your husband along." Um, and so the husband throws a screwdriver to the marionette, and she says, "Where's our son? Tell us right now." Uh, or we killed you and this pretender. Um, and she's talking about the price on his head. And he says, well, I can pay you more. Um, and it would be ill-advised to get violent, especially with him. And he talks about Rorschach. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we can talk a lot. Rorschach, I'm paying you a compliment. Um, 
Oh my God, he can talk a lot. And it's like nonsense talk. It literally has nothing to do with the story. Um, and so anyway, there's like, what's this bullshit about finding God? And Ozymandias says, finding God, that's what Russia calls it. I assume you're aware of what I did. And they're like, everybody knows what you did. It took a lifetime to conceive and orchestrate. For a moment, there was hope. But even the greatest of empires decay. The very name I took is a testament to that. There's no escaping the irony. I found myself laughing uncontrollably when I first realized. And then goes, ah. And, um, oh, the Americans gave the Russians four hours to move out of Poland and cease with their uh, going forward on European territories, but in two hours' time, they have not uh, gone back. In fact, they've gone further. Uh, and so Ozymandias is in pain and he's grunting. And so they ask, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Roshek says, he's an asshole. And he says, I also have cancer. And it's spreading. And... Um, it is another reminder of my mistakes. Taking what is most precious to me. My dream has died. I cannot save our world. Though there were though there is one who even now has the power to. Doctor Manhattan. And she's like, Doctor Manhattan? No one's seen him in years. He says, Yes, I know. And I get a flashback to uh, Watchman, and he says, I'm leaving this galaxy for one less complicated. And this summarizes Dr. Manhattan up. Well, my judgment of him mm-hmm. is that he does not understand humanity. Right. He thinks he thinks we should all function and everything should function like a clock, right? Like right. clockwork. Right. It, it, it doesn't. It, life is complicated and he could never deal with those complications. Mm-hmm. When, uh, because of his accident, he doesn't age. So when his girl, oh, fiance, uh, in the nineteen forties, fifties, started getting older than him, you know, she started acting out, and she would. Uh, they, there was a lot of fights that they would they, they would have, and he said, "I don't have time for this nonsense." And literally, then went and hooked up with Silk Spectre, who was a young, hot version in a tight leather suit. Right. And, um, you know, and then when she turned around and was that shit tiara crazy, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, and she would be like, why are you doing work and having sex with me? Why are you doing this? And Why do we not go on any more dates? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Then he was like, I can't handle this. Right? And he went and lived on Mars. Ah. And, yeah. And he created a world, a, a palace for himself made completely out of glass, you know, um, or crystal. And I'm like, okay. The, Dr. Manhattan just, when he can't handle complicated. He just runs away from it. Right. So, um, Ozymandias continues, he says, that is our mission, all of us, we need to find John. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, not our John. Manhattan's name is John. Right. And he says, wherever he's retreated to, and we get a panel over that of the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Let me zoom in on a comfortable couple sleeping the night away. Um, you know, then we get a zoom in on a very neatly enfolded uh, Superman suit. Um, a picture of Ma and Pa Kent from Secret Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Cock is reading B something. I think it's BF. Wal- okay. Uh, Walden 2. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this book. So. I haven't either, but I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Yep. Uh, And so then we look at Clark through his glasses, which is resting on his book. And he's sleeping with his wife, Lewis. Um, And he's sleeping and he's got a smile. And then he starts to toss and turn. And we get a narration saying, they've never seen anything like you, Clark. If they did, a lot of them would be afraid. And we see we're at the scene. Is that CISO? What? Senior? The eye is kind of wonky there. Senior, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but the eye is kind of like upside down. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you're guessing it's a senior prom class of whatever. Um, and so then we get uh, Cox saying. Is that why you're making me go tonight to pretend like I'm everyone else, even though everyone else thinks I'm a loser? And the mom says, no one thinks that clock. No one who matters. Where's Lana? Pete took Lana tonight. Then Pa says, I told you to ask, son. And Ma says, well, I'm sure Lana's saving you a dime. Don't bet your last dime on that, Ma. She a whole bag. Um, so then Cox is wearing this feels wrong and he's tugging at his uh, bow tie. And Ma says, you look handsome. Pa says, one day you'll let the world, you let the world in on your secret clock. And let me tell you something, son. I cannot wait for that day. I really can't. But I wouldn't be your father if I didn't tell you it also scares the Jesus out of me. Your mother and me. And he's holding Martha's hand. He says, it's not you, Clark. It's the world. And so Clark gets out of the van and he says, I'm going to see Lana about that dance. Thanks for the ride. Ma Ma says, I, I'm pretty sure this eye has is there's something funky with that eye because it's upside down in both panels. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's just jarring to me. It's now. bothering you. Well, you gotta remember it's, somebody printed it, so it wasn't like. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like somebody went and like. Yeah, look drew at class. It Those letters are all uneven. Yeah. So anyway, uh, maybe somebody was trying to be fancy. I don't know. 
And Samar says, I worry about him, Jonathan. And then Jonathan says, don't worry too much, Martha. He's never gotten so much as a paper cut. And so we see everybody's dancing wildly at the prom. And Clark sitting on a chair in the corner. And um, a very Christopher Reeve looking Clark. Um, with a panel over, Jonathan says, he can't be hurt. And then Martha says, but Clark's alone. And Jonathan says, he has me, he has you and me. And she says, we won't be around forever. I wish we could have given him more, a brother or a sister. Jonathan says, me too, Martha. But this is God's plan. And then we see them uh, stopping uh, or going um, over a cross street, but the person who is supposed to stop at the red light doesn't. And Martha says, Jonathan? And they're blinded by the light, and the truck comes at them and knocks them on the back. And, and she's is- like, Jonathan? Yes? Hmm? And this is what happened in New 52. Yes, yes, this is New 52. Um, And then the the car smashes into a tree, and somebody screams, Clark! Clark? And we see wide-eyed Clark. And he says, Lois? And he's floating. Uh, and she says, Clark, my God, you were yelling. The room was shaking. What happened? He says, it was a dream. I was in high school. And, and she says, please, come down. And he kneels next to Lois, and he says, I heard the tire screech. Ma screamed. Pa grinned his teeth. She says, what? He says, it was the night my parents died, Lois. It was horrible. She says, oh, Clark. I can't remember the last time you had a nightmare. And he says, Lois, I don't think I've ever had one. Dum, dum, dum. Well, he had to have Lois remembers he had one. Oh. Okay. So this is what Clark is reading. Okay. Wait, wait. And then we get a, a quote from Ozymandias at the end. Hmm. It says, he meets some fragment huge and stops to guess. What powerful but unrecorded race once dwelt in that annihilated place? And that's okay. Forrest Smith. Yes. All right. Okay, so Clark is reading Walden 2 is a utopian mm-hmm. novel written by behavioral psychologist B.F. Skinner first published mm-hmm. in 1948. In its time, it could have been considered science fiction, since science-based mm-hmm. methods for altering people's behavior did not exist. Such methods are now known as applied behavioral science analysis. Walden, too, is controversial because its characters speak of a rejection of free will, including a rejection of the proposition that human behavior is controlled by a non-corporal entity such as a spirit or a soul. Walden, too, embraces the proposition that the behavior of organisms, including humans, is determined by environmental variables and that systematically altering any environmental variables can generate a social-cultural system 
that very closely approximates utopia. Okay. The commu- okay, so we get the blah, 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 blah. Community governance, Thoreau's Walden, because, yeah. Uh, Walden's his title is a direct reference to Henry David Thoreau's book Walden in the novel The Walden Community is mentioned as having the benefits of a living in a place like Thoreau's Walden, but with company. It is, as the book says, Walden for two, meaning a place for achieving self-actualization, but within a vibrant community rather than in a place of solitude. Originally, Skinner indicated that he wanted to title it The Sun is But a Morning Star, a quote of the last sentence of Thoreau's Walden, but the publisher suggested the current title as an alternative. In theory and in practice, Thoreau's Wilt Walden experiment and fictive Walden II experiment were far different from one another. For instance, Thoreau's Walden espouses the virtues of self-reliance at the individual level, while Walden II espouses, one, the virtues of self-reliance at the community level, and two, Skinner's underlying premise that free will of the individual is weak compared to sh- to how environmental conditions shape behaviors. So basically, John is saying Clark is reading Walden too because that's exactly what this modern age is about. It's not about mm. individualism. It's about how your environment uh, conditions your shape behavior. Yeah, Clark is trying to understand what the world is right going through right now um that's also every time you read a sentence of like new 52 oh new 52 oh new 52 okay <laughs> now on the cover of walden 2 shown above includes an o filled with yellow ink with yellow lines radiating from the center of the o the sunlike o is an allusion to the proposition that the sun is but a morning star. Okay. Is that in the comic as well on the book? Yes. Okay. So, here's my... Uh, yeah. You Do you know who's referred to as the morning star in the Bible? Um, I'm going to say Lucifer? Yep. Yeah. Yay! I know my... Yay! Yep, yep. Skinner published a follow-up to Walden 2 in an essay titled News from Nowhere, 1984. It details the discovery of Eric Blair in the community who seeks out and meets Burris, confessing of his true identity as George Orwell. Blair seeks out Frazier as the leader, and the two have discussions which comprise the essay. Blair was impressed by Walden II's lack of any institutionalized government, religion, or economic system, a state of affairs that embodies the dream of the 19th century anarchism. Okay. Hmm. 1984, suspiciously, wasn't um, Watchmen released in 84 or 85? No, 86, 87, wasn't it? 85, 86. And, you know, Orwell wrote 1984. Um, Mm. Cultural engineering. 
Skinner wrote about cultural engineering in at least two books, devoting a chapter to it in both Science and Human Behavior and Beyond Freedom and Dignity. In Science and Human Behavior, a chapter is titled Designing a Culture and expands on the position as well as other documents. And beyond freedom and dignity, there are many indirect references to Walden, too, when describing other cultural designs. So Clark is trying to understand why the world today is giving up their free will yeah. and conforming to what someone says that they should do. You know how you get like this? The environmental variables. Like, okay, yeah. sociocultural system, okay, basically that's any of the Internet, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, mm. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, people live their lives in that instead of actually talking to people face-to-face and having relationships with people in the real world. True. And so yeah. where's the truth there? I saw something about that today. Where's the truth lie? Yeah. I saw an advert that irritated me today. Um, it was about this person who said, you know, the youth today spends their life on their phone. Right. And they're so disconnected from um, society and their community. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that because I see it daily. And then they had this, this like, rebel youth person say, disconnected? I don't think so. And they're talking about how they're so connected via the internet. Right. And I get it, you know, social media isn't all bad, right? Right. It's just to know, it's like everything in life, you have to have it in a certain quantity. But the problem with that is, is that there are conglomerates. You Mm. know, Google has 90% of the searches. And if they want to shut something down, they do. Twitter's the same way. Facebook's the same way. They're basically, you know, they have a... They filter out information. They don't give you all the information. Right. And they they make you search for, you know, if it's something that they don't want you to see, then you basically have to know what you're looking for and find it. Otherwise, yes. you'll never find it. And what do they call it when they own everything? Um, a monopoly? Yes. Basically, and some people are now are saying they think that uh, since those entities are pretty much, you know, a huge percentage of the Internet, they should be declared utilities. Mm. Okay. Rather than, you know, because they're saying, well, we're a private company. Well, mm. you oh, you you have 90% of the Internet searches. So, mm. yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's censorship, really. It there's, is. Yeah. There's no free will on the Internet. There's no, there's no freedom. There's no freedom of speech. There's no right. free will. Right. Yeah, you you say something against somebody. I mean, I had that happen to me. I say something wrong, 
and I suddenly get muted on all the searches. Right. Right? And then you have to go and tell them, well, please unmute me. Thank you very much, because I know what you did. Yeah. And most of the people most of the people don't know that they've been shadow banned. That's what it's called by right. by right. Twitter. It's if you say something, and I, and I, I agree with some instances like if it's a racist comment a sexist comment yes by all means ban that person but if i'm talking about for example how shit the romance is right you can't ban me from saying that because that's an opinion right well it's a fact but hey you know <laughs> well yeah well, and now they're finding YouTube's in a lot of trouble right now because they've demonetized a lot of uh, conservative voices and videos and, you know, people who do reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they demonetize those and more or less censor them, but they allow all these pedophile videos to just run rampant. And get monetized. Or, or they'll allow all these these idiot people in America who, I'm so sorry, but some people should just not have voices because they talk about junk and these feminazis that promote male hating. And but, they have them. They have them on the internet, but, you know... But, you don't have the other side of it. You know, yeah. even, yeah, well, yeah, but even still, I defend the right for them to be able to say that because of freedom of speech. What I don't like is that they censor the other viewpoint. Now, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. having <laughs> pedophile videos be okay mm. is not right. Uh, no, that, that's that should not, a, not be okay. Yeah. Right, that's not, a, that's not a freedom of speech at all. That's a crime. Oh, yeah. That's a crime, yeah. And um, so, yeah, YouTube's in a lot of trouble. And now we're finding, you know, and so my thing is that, you know, there are innovative people out there. And I've never been, I try not to be one that follows the herd. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody went to Microsoft Word. I stayed with WordPerfect. And then I went to open source. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everybody, you know, oh, let's get an iPhone. I don't want an iPhone. I'll do something else. You know, mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want a Mac. I don't want a Mac. I want to be able to do things on my own and not, you know, be streamlined. You know, and so people have, you know, like like my Linux uh, computer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have an app for Discord, right, which is fine. Right. But I found, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's going to develop one someday. Exactly. I'm worried yeah. about it. And that's what you need. You need, you know, you don't need, like, somebody to be a monopoly. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say that. It's, you can say, I don't want an iPhone, but then you get stuck with a phone that does nothing because there's no apps. Or there's, it, and it, it literally is a mafia syndicate, like you will buy this or not be able to do anything. Well, I have dro- I have a droid phone. Um, I'm not wild yeah, but- about being connected to Google, but 
I ha- I can do just as much on my Android phone as an iPhone or whatever. Yeah, not even South Africa because, like, they, I think they forget about us. And, like, for example, you don't have a, a Droid app in South Africa for something like YouTube. Really? You have to, yeah, you have to go onto the internet right. and watch it. You can't right. have it on your app. And it, it's, like, silly things like that that irritate me with Android because right. I had a Nokia phone, very nice. Right. Came with a Man of Steel cover. Came with a Man of Steel game. Mm-hmm. Came with Lois Lane's notes for Man of Steel. Right. right? Very nice. Very nice. I could do nothing else with it except <laughs> play Man of Steel the game and like tweet occasionally if the app was working. Mm. So I got annoyed with it. Right. And I uh, like, you know, I would throw the Nokia against the wall, but it's a brick, so my wall would probably break. Yeah. Um, I still have it. I still have it because I said I can't part with my Man of Steel stuff. So. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't really, you know, because I can go, I have Windows as well. I hate Windows 10. Mm. I hate Windows 10. Mm. Um. <laughs> Back doors. There's too many back doors to Google. There's too many back doors to Windows. There's too many back doors to Facebook. You know, Twitter mm. will shut you down. You know, because you farted sideways and somebody didn't like that. Um, hey. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and you know, the development of these things is kind of suspicious. You know, you have to wonder what, <laughs> where did they get their money? Yeah. You know, and. So, yeah, because I remember, you know, I was on uh, I was on the Internet before we had the CGI, or what did they call it then? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, C- CGI. Yeah, it was, you know, it was completely DOS. It was text, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, you went, you, you know, then they brought in, what was it, Windows 3? And everybody's like three point one, and we're like, oh, we get pictures. <laughs> we get pictures. Yeah, and then they started charging you out the wazoo for you know every minute you were on. It's like what? Listen, the internet was so slow in Africa. We were like, screw it. <laughs> well, Don't need the pictures. <laughs> hey, I remember getting my fourteen hundred modem, bod modem. <laughs> Thing. My yeah. internet made noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you couldn't be on the phone and on the internet. So what do you think John John's is trying to do here? Clark's trying to figure out why the world of the mess it is. Do you think that I, action and doomsday clock are related in that somebody's changed time? I don't have to think because Jeff Johns confirmed that. Um okay. Jeff Johns and Dan Jurgens. Okay. Um, they confirmed that you need to, as a DC fan, mm-hmm. you know, you you need to to read your Superman Reborn and Rebirth. Right. Um, they said coming into it with only reading Watchmen, you'll be okay. But Jeff Johns did say, I suggest you read DC Rebirth, and I suggest you read Watchmen. And he and then he said Superman Reborn as well. Right. So 
obviously they're all interconnected. Um, what I think Jeff Johns is trying to say is that the world is, um, we're all conforming mm-hmm. and, and becoming followers instead of leaders. Right. Especially when I read what this book is about. Um, not, well, Wal- Walden 2. Um, right. You know, it's, it's about losing free will. Yeah. And you and I said, and I think it's Jeff Johns commenting on the New 52. Right. Um, obviously, how wrong they got it. And um, I, I honestly believe that the New 52 tried to go dark and grim and gritty like Marvel and Watchmen and Kingdom Come and all these, oh, these yeah. dark books, oh, yeah. right? Like like Wildstorm. Like Wildstorm, yes. Um, and they, they tried to go so deep into that they lost their identity yep. and they lost their fans. Yeah. Coming back to the, the mm-hmm. circle. It's the circle. circle. Um, and I think this is Jeff Johns commenting on why you can't take free will away from a character like Superman or Batman right. or right. Wonder Woman, for that matter. Right. Or anybody. Um, I mean, you know. Or anybody. Yeah. Yes, there are some people that that like that, that conform to whatever the other people say. But generally, I have if you look at humanity and if you look at history, every time somebody tries to oppress us, every time somebody stands up and says, I'm going to control you and make you what I think you should be. Every time somebody stands up and says that the people, even if it takes them 37 years, Zimbabwe, um, the people stand up and they say enough is enough. Um. Yeah, because we can't be controlled. You know what's happening in Zimbabwe, right? Why don't you tell us? Oh well, there was a a, a military coup. Mm-hmm. Um, so Africa got, got got a bit worried. There, we were like, uh, "Why are the tanks rolling into our neighboring country? Uh, increase security at the borders, please. Thank you." Um, there was a military coup. If finally, eventually, they got rid of Robert Mugabe, um, dictator for 37 years. I told my sister that uh, she was born when he was in charge, and her child is now six months old, and that's how long it took them to get him out of power. Wow. Uh, a generational span, just to equate it to people. Right. And I was like, you know, the easiest test question in history was who's the president of Zimbabwe? Now we're going to have to change that. Um, the guy, they tried to impeach him, but he resigned before that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, they have a chance now to make lives better for their people there. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Because they still have a ton of natural resources. Um, they can still be a very good 
progressive country. They were once the agricultural hub of Africa. Oh wow! And to see, how, yeah, and to see how far they have fallen, because they produce wheat and corn and gold and diamonds in that country. So that that is a, a staple for you know three quarters of the world. Right. Um, and so to see how far they've fallen, I hope they can rise out out of the ashes. I'm hopeful for them. All the people are hopeful. Uh, the interviewed people, you know, it, it looks happy. So yay. Um, but yeah, that is literally, I think, what is Doomsday Clock about. It's about the world is conforming and the youth of today is, are not free thinkers. They have oh. no free will. Um, they read a tweet and they go with that. Right. And that's why clickbait is, is a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You know, uh, I actually click and read the article to see what it's about. Most people don't. Right. They just retweet it and they comment on it. Right. And I'm like, this is not what the article's about. And they say, well, the title, I'm like, the title's wrong. Right. The title's a bit leading. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad. It, it, I, you know, I keep complaining about it with you. It's like, when did people lose their backbone, you know? Well, when did we just become mats to well, walk all over? That's because we get distracted. They distract us. And, and so we're like over here when, you know, something happens over here, we just read a, you know, a, I don't want to say psyop, but you know what I mean, a soundbite. Or a, sound bite. And, it, and it is a psyop usually. Um, yeah. And we don't want to vest because we're too busy over here being distracted with all this stuff that doesn't really matter. But, you know, nobody says, well, I read the title. Well, that's. Did you read the article? No, I didn't read the article. Well, then there's a whole heck of a lot going on besides that title, you know. And it was like a discussion I had with my dad yesterday. Um, We were talking about uh, the mainstream media versus, you know, people who, you know, everybody's got a camera phone. If they're somewhere that something's happening, they're filming it, they're, you know, and then there's people who, like, you know, what they're saying on the news isn't what happened, and I'm going to find out what did happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because of the Internet, um, that's a good thing, because then you have people who are actually delving into what the truth actually is, what really, truly happened, not the quote-unquote propaganda that you're getting on the mainstream media and, you know, oh, it's okay, go to bed, you know, that's, you know, this is all, you you know, it's the same old story, you know, something happened, it's a lone gunman. Yeah. You know, and my dad says, well, where do you get your news? And I said, on the Internet, Dad, I don't go to, ma- you know, I get my information from other sources. And then when I actually get in front of a television set and I see a mainstream media thing, I went, are they still on that? Don't they realize? You know, I said to my dad, I said, like, this whole Russia-Trump thing. And he mm-hmm. goes, yeah, they, every day they start talking about that. I said, Dad, there's nothing going on. Now, if they want to investigate Hillary, 
and yeah. Uranium One and, you know, all this other stuff that they're not talking about, you know, then they would have a case, but they don't want to. And then you wonder, why don't they want to? Mm. So, you know, it is 1984. You know, basically in 1984, all the news, was there, there was only, you know, the guy's job was to rewrite history. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't have relationships. They weren't allowed to have relationships. You know, they had the sex crimes and all this kind of stuff where you couldn't, you know, and they had monitors in your house. And guess what your cell phone is? Your smart yep. TV, all that. I mean, you are living, literally living in 1984. And. And have been for quite some time. I mean, you know, as long mm-hmm. before Trump became president or anybody else, you know, it's and it. No, no, yeah, yeah it's 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 it started very slowly, mm-hmm. and 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 they got people used to the idea of giving up their freedom, right, and their free will, right, in in the name of security, right, and, safety and security. um, yeah, safety and security, and it's it's that it's that debate. How much do you give up to be safe and secure? Well, you know what right? Ben Franklin said about that. What did he say? People who give up their uh, rights have no right to be safe or secure. Very wise, man. And in the Bible, it said they will mm. yell safety and something else. And, you know, it's like, Basically, they give up their free will. Well, I have to give up my my free will for, you know, the community and mm. be safe, you know. And meanwhile, all these false flags are going off and like, oh, I have to give up more of my stuff because of that, you know, to be safe. And, you know, it's like it's a false flag. You're not understanding mm. the concepts. They are really hurting you as cattle to go down this one chute. Yes, Mm. Instead of free range cattle, you know. Yeah, and the sad thing is, is that people don't see it. No. And they give it up. Yeah. Willingly, and I'm like, what did our forefathers fight for then? If you're just giving up your, you know, it's that whole thing about it's not your right; it's your responsibility. Right. And people today just don't give a damn about responsibility. No. They shift it to every everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that is actually Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. In a summary, is he refuses to take responsibility for his actions, for what his actions have caused. You know, when he got into the accident, it was like, Oh, you know, God hates me. Um, <laughs> you know, he went back for his watch, right? Right. Because it was a gift from his father. Uh-huh. Uh, again, with the watch thing, right? Yeah. And and so it was an honest accident, right? That's why it's called an accident. Right. No one hates you. No one, no one purposefully you know, went after you, but he refuses to take any responsibility for his actions. Right. So he goes in the storyline, 
uh, he goes and he eradicates people in Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how America wins the, the war there and stuff. And he refuses again to take responsibility for why the public hates him, <laughs> right? Because right. he literally exploded these people who don't even have guns, right? He exploded them on an atomic level. And he's like, I don't know why the world hates me. The world is such a such a mean and cruel place. And, you know, that happens again. And people are like... And Ozymandias uses this to his advantage. Right. Because he then says, oh, Dr. Manhattan, he spends time around people, they develop cancer. He's dangerous, right? Right. And he creates false propaganda because Dr. Manhattan doesn't endanger people, right? And, but Manhattan, instead of fighting or instead of trying to find out the truth, he just leaves Earth. He's like, screw you, suckers. Bye. (laughs) And then he just leaves. Right. And then when Ozymandias stabs him in the back and, uh, you know, wrongfully accuses him, you saw the line, he says, he says, this world is complicated, I'm leaving for another galaxy. Like, that's going to be less complicated. Like, dude, no. <laughs> you know? Right. And and I honestly believe Dr. Manhattan created the New 52 because it lacked it's willpower. So it's so screwed up. It's it's so screwed up, you know, only somebody who doesn't understand humanity could have created that. Right. Um, and there is no willpower. Everybody was controlled by one force, and that was ye great Batman. We must all bend to his will. Um, you know. Right. And it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's good commentary. If Jeff Jones does what I think he does with it, it can be... Uh, a modern classic. Right. And let me just put it to you this way. I would much rather recommend Doomsday Clock to a young adult to read right. than Metal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Doomsday Clock is making people think. Exactly. And what I hate, what I hate about DC Metal is it's doing the exact opposite or of what Doomsday Clock is doing. It's telling you to conform to the evil. Yeah. Accept the evil into your life. Whereas Doomsday Clock is telling you, why don't you take a step back and look carefully at where the world is going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a thinking book. It is heavy. I will say that. Like, don't read it early in the morning. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sit back and I think enjoy the ride. Right. Jeff, like Jeff, why, why the F aren't you doing this in the DC universe? You know, with the movies. film, yeah, the film universe. Yeah, DC EU. Yeah, that one. I missed out the E. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, this is what you should be doing. Right. Right. Not, you smell nice. Why don't I? Did it not before? Hmm? You know, what was that all about? What was that all about? 
I hope one day in the near future, when Doomsday Clock is completed, because it's only 12 issues long. Right. I hope one day Zack Snyder reads this book and comes back to the movie universe because I'd love to see this on the movie screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like the world to see this. Right. Because people need to think more and, and stop following and start thinking for yourselves. And I'd love to see Henry Cavill Superman do this because I think he has he's the best Superman we have right now. And right. he can pull the range out on this. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to have a show next week. We are? Yeah, because we've got Super what? Sons Annual and Batman Annual. Ooh, yes. Batman Annual is apparently a Batcat date. Yeah, they got them on the cover, so. Yeah, we we will read that, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but we're looking forward to the 6th of December because that's when Batman comes out and Superman. Doing what? Oh, uh, Batman and Superman in, in one book with Selena oh, that's right. and in the Batman Lois. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also my birthday. Oh, oh, and yes, that is. So, and <laughs> we also get ah, and we also get Imperious Lex, the next chapter. That's an interesting story. I'm very interested in that. Oh yeah, okay. that actually make a really good Superman movie. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I don't understand what. Okay, what did Henry mean? Um, Justice League. It's like rebirth. I don't understand. I have no idea. He he was trolling people. Okay. I, because listen, Henry Cavill in every I think he just mentioned it because people like didn't know what he was talking about. Right. So they can't they can't question him. Like he didn't expect like maybe a fan to walk up like me. Like if I walked up and he asked me that, I'd be like, so is Mr. Mixius Pickwick showing up in this movie in two hours somewhere? We're going to explain the fifth dimension. That's going to be a flash right there. Boom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're like, what? What is that? What What's, What did Mixie say? What did he say? Clark and Lois? Lois and Clark forever? Okay. All right. Okay. I accept that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henry, in every single question where he was asked about Superman returning, Mm -hmm. and more importantly, and I'm very happy people did ask this, how are you going to bring back Clark Kent? Right. And he said, have you read Rebirth? Have you read Rebirth? What does that have to do with it? I mean, Clark coming from another world? And I'm like... What, what 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 is Henry talking about? You know, I'm glad you're reading Rebirth, Henry, because he gave up reading comics during the New Fifty Two, right? Like everybody. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? We just did it for uh, the show. We just did it. For, we did it to warn you all. Yeah. Well, um. And I'm very happy he's supporting and promoting, you know, um, the Rebirth comics because. It is worthwhile, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But Henry, what was? Did you not watch the movie like before you answered these questions? Because Rebirth does not explain how your Superman came back. Well, maybe he saw the cut. He didn't see the Whedon cut. Maybe, maybe he because he said he watched Justice League a while back, right? Aha! Aha! That explains so a lot. He, that explains a lot. So. Maybe Zack Snyder did bring Mixius Pixlick in, and that's why the DC execs didn't understand what the hell was going on. <laughs> It'd take at least 45 minutes for Mixie to be in the movie, so. Yeah. yeah. To explain the fifth dimension, everything is possible in this dimension. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, yeah. Uh so I I I'm pretty sure Henry said he watched Justice League before he went off to shoot Mission Impossible. Ah, so that was a good while back. Yeah, back um, and May, and he turned in the turned in the. Yeah, touch. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was just before uh, Zach left uh, to to take time off from from his daughter's, uh, you know, tragedy and all that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Henry and Amy said that they, well, Amy's husband, because Amy doesn't have any social media, but her husband talks about everything. Um, And they had watched a cut of Justice League together. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And this was when I was talking about, you know, Amy Adams is in London, she's hanging out with Henry they 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 hired a, a house and all that sorts of things. Um, and so I'm pretty sure they watched the cuts before the reshoots right. were done. Right. Because they were both going off um, to do other movies, and they're going to be busy when they're going to screen it for the for the um, cast. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they saw a different movie from us. And if ever one day we get to see it, we'll be like, ah, that's what you meant by Rebirth Comics. Yeah. Just saw an article, uh, and I read it, mm-hmm. that Desaad was supposed to be in Justice League. Yes. Desaad and Darkseid were supposed to show up and drag Steppenwolf's ass back to... Apocalypse. Yeah, the first time or second time. The the in five thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I told you it looked like hooded figures. Was that disorder? Yeah. Well, um, they said he looked like a Skeletor kind of thing. Like Skeletor from He Man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Skeletor. Yeah, that disorder does look like that. He's got a hood on. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, could be. Could be. Because I heard Darkseid was was supposed to... I was waiting, actually, in the 5,000 year before history lesson for Darkseid to show up. Because all the people who had... And you know what's the, the, the most irritating thing? Is people who didn't support this movie and some people who did support the DCEU Mm-hmm. Got to see this cut with Zack Snyder. And that's where all the rumors came out from that we're going to have a close wedding. 
that. 100% there's a green lantern in there. Um, dark side's showing up. Right. All these things. Right. There's going to be Iris. There's going to be Barry. There's, right. there's going to be um, Cyborg's mother and, you know, the strain on the, the father-son relationship where that comes in. Right. And, and that's where all those rumors came in. And when I was watching all the trailers, I was like, okay, so the rumors are actually pretty on par with what's happening. Right. And they really duped us. They really had us going. Right. Because up until that point when I walked out of the theater or the the, the cinema, I honestly thought we were going to get the movie we saw in the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was going to be some mention of a close wedding, which I heard was um, on the farm scene after Bruce tells uh, Clark he bought the bank. Um to get back their house, he pulls out from his pocket a wedding invitation. Mm-hmm. And he says, I wanted you to be the first to know. Um, and so, so that would obviously tie in because there was so many people that said the end of the movie ties directly into Man of Steel 2 and to Batman. And you know, from what I've heard is that there were two end credit scenes always planned. Right. Um, but the first one was not Flash Racing Superman. Right. And we know that was a reshoot because of the mustache. Um, but it was supposed to be Batman wakes up from a nightmare where he sees the Omega sign. And then there's this flooding of green light in his room. And somebody tells him, Bruce, I can tell you what your dreams mean. And it was supposed to show us hell. Oh. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, because obviously, uh, Hell Jordan would have the knowledge of the, the universes from the Green Lantern. Court, right. So. Right. And then the, the last credit scene was supposed to be what we saw with the Deathstroke and. Lex, and obviously tying into Justice League 2. So we had a tie into Man of Steel 2 that was shot, the wedding invitation, the Green Lantern, which would somehow tie into Batman's number two, I don't know, and somehow the Legion of Doom would tie into Justice League 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we, we lost basically world building of three different movies. At least. At least, right? Because they could have tied in the Green Lantern cameo to a Green Lantern movie. So that's another movie we must start on. Um, or a tie-in at least. And it just, it just, you know, when you read what Zach had planned, you're like, okay, he ended this chapter, but he opened the book to everything else. And Warner Brothers said, no, we don't want that. Yeah. They want Cracker Jack. They don't want... Cracker Jack. They do. They want Cracker Jack. They don't want... They want Cracker Jack, yes. They don't want... Um... Shakespeare, yeah. Well, they don't want Filet Mignon. They want... Yeah, Cracker Jack. Mm. 
They want crumbs from the bread that's left over. They want they don't comic want the strips. They don't want comic books. Heck, they don't even want graphic novels, so... Right. Yeah, I was reading Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, and I was like, if the DC execs read this, they'd have a heart attack or an aneurysm or a brain fart or oh, something. Because yeah. they wouldn't understand that. No, they don't understand anything. They just yeah. want, you know, people talking about shawarmas and brunch and how thirsty women are. And yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the, the DC execs like New Fifty Two because it's just splash page, splash page. Yeah, splash page. What's it dinner with Patty Spivet? <laughs> well, that'll be next. Of course, I don't know. Yeah, they're not Iris, so yeah, that would be easy to do, wouldn't it? Um. Oh well. Anyway. Oh well. Okay. I'm, so, choose, I choose not to let these people depress me. I right. choose to be hopeful and optimistic that the fans, and I will say this about DC fans, we don't have the, the blinkers on. We have our eyes wide open. So there's no controlling us. We fight for what we want. And I yep. hope that we stay this way. Because, yeah, don't go all Walden, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've, we're past 142.5 right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we'll just, and it, I mean, it's going way slower than it had before. So I don't know what <laughs> Celio is. Because, you know, they have the, you know, the the level mark, and then, then you know, they have the number in three different places, and sometimes mm-hmm. it takes it a while to catch up to the place where it, I don't know, it just seems kind of weird. Well, I have three hours and 43 minutes, which ties up to your time, so when you said 42.05, it was 42.05, so. But it's one forty two five fifty at the moment. Okay. okay. Yeah, mine is on fifty. Fifty four. Fifty five. Let's hope. Let's hope it's there. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, you know, they wanted to get a million, but I don't know. This is this is a about a sixth of a million. Which isn't bad. Yeah. You know. Listen, I always thought a million was unrealistic. Right. Um I I actually thought if we get to a hundred thousand, right, it'll be good. So we already surpassed my expectation. I right. thought like in a month we would get a hundred thousand. We've right. passed that in a week. Right. So, uh yeah. See, the world surprises you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But you know the the main thing is is that uh, people high up have seen it. Uh, Zack Snyder has seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, Clay Ennis has seen it. I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon has seen it. That's why he's hiding. Um, pretty <laughs> sure Jeff. I'm pretty sure Jeff Johns saw it. That's why he's hiding as well. Right. Um, 
It's been very quiet on Twitter. Yeah. Hasn't been talking about Justice League. He was all blabs about Justice League. Oh, you're going to have so much of hope and optimism. And yeah, where's all that now, Donna Boy? Hey? Yeah. Listen, maybe you should go and talk to Richard Donna because yeah. <laughs> he can give you some guidance. <laughs> Yeah, bend over so you can kick your ass, Jeff. It's just a little, just a little. Be like, what did you do? Yeah, I would like a list of the people who actually saw the Zack Snyder cut. I'm pretty sure they have gag orders on them now. I don't know about that. Because there's people going, nah, there was never a cut. I was like, that's bullshit. In fact, there was something that Zack reported to IMDb and mm-hmm. which is a, like a normal thing. He had to give them some kind of information that, you know, mm-hmm. that it was going to move to post-production or whatever. And I don't know what all was it. But then somebody come back and says, well, that's not what you're supposed to do. And it's like, well, I've done this for every other film. What the hell? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that nonsense about it being unseeable or unwatchable or whatever. Oh, watch! We've watched the clips. We can watch it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Let us um, be the judge of that. Yeah, let us be the judge of it. And they say that oh, you know, Warner Brothers needs to spend fifty-five million to finish um, Zack Snyder's cuts. And you never. I'm like reshot all the Josh Whedon's bullshit. And I'm like, well, the Josh Whedon reshoots pushed it up to three million which was the budget million, yeah. 300 million excuse me which was from 250 so it's 50 odd million yeah um yeah take away kevin suchihara's bonus for the year yeah that'll more or, or for, for the next or for the next 10 years and pay for it yeah don't give him severance pay as you kick his butt out the door yeah like don't give him anything <laughs> Not even a sweetie as he's going out. <laughs> Be like, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kick him out. So, yeah. Um, Zach left, like, March, May 22nd. Yes. That was the announcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he, yeah. So. Yeah, so whoever yeah, saw the yeah, film because... Before, yeah, because I remember Zach showed up for the Beijing Wonder Woman premiere. And then straight after that, he announced that he's leaving uh, Justice League and Joss Whedon is taking over. So that puts it in that timeline of May because right. Wonder Woman came out in June. So, yeah. Yeah. I know there's a Zack Snyder cut out there because we've seen footage. Just give it to us already. We don't want the VFX, it's fine. Yeah, I... You know, I don't see how they could say it's unwatchable, but they sold the movie with those scenes. Yeah, that that's what I say, is that you marketed the movie, you're still marketing the movie on those scenes, but you say it's unwatchable. Yeah. Who, who do you, we're not... Stupid Warner Brothers. We're not living in a 
oh, we're just going to believe that. We're going to go and dig and do our research. Come on. Really? And it's yeah. interesting that, like, people like the Business Insider blame Zack Snyder for Justice League when it's Zack Joss Whedon's cut. Yeah, it's everybody knows which scenes are which, and everybody has a problem with Joss Whedon's scenes. Even Marvel fans of the Marvel movies are like, damn, you poor Justice League people. We feel sorry for you. We will sign your petition. So, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. you you kind of can tell that Warner Brothers ramped up their PR machine with people like the Markets Insider and stuff like that to say it was Zach's fault. Yeah. He went too dark. Yeah. It's, it's, Fans aren't even paying attention to it. You know, I've I've never I've not seen any fan hullabaloo like oh they're saying it's Zach. We're all like, no, we're not falling. We're not falling for this again. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. WB. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Warner Brothers, you just shot yourself in the foot, in the mouth, in the head. Mhm. If you don't release the ultimate edition if you if they don't come out at this ace comic-con all guns blazing and saying sorry groveling on their knees kissing our toes right they're they're stupid they have literally then just killed this entire franchise yeah they have because each movie led into other movies exactly except justice league (laughs) right Justice League leads to nothing. Because they made it about brunch. Because they made it about brunch. And thirsty women. Nobody un- and nobody understands brunch. Right. Mm. Mm, whatever. Mm. Okay. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, Tej, for a great show. Thank you. And talk to Behave next week. Yeah, really. Good night, everybody. Good night.